everyone. Welcome to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. This is episode 206, entitled Happy 35th Anniversary, Mario. Woohoo! Did everybody bring their balloons? I think uh, Mike was wanting him last time, but we didn't bring them this time either. That's all right. My name is Steve. For those of you that uh, are new tonight uh, at episode 206, uh, my name is Steve, but I'm also joined, of course, by Barry. Hey, Barry, how's it going? Hey, Steve, always a pleasure. For sure. And also joined by Greg. Hey, Greg, how, how are you doing? Doing pretty well, thanks. Glad to be here to talk some games with everybody. Cool, cool, for sure. And uh, also joined tonight by a special guest, Galen, the other half of the Nintendo Everything podcast. We had uh, Oni on uh, several episodes ago, um, but I, I know there's this like a little rift between you guys, but I guess you are partners in this. <laughs> so uh, welcome, Galen, and uh, tell us a little about yourself. Tell the audience a little bit about yourself and, and your podcast. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I'm first off really glad to be on here. Um, you know, it, it's really fun to be able to see podcasts that deal with uh, the fan fiction out there. Um, like. I never would have thought to have a podcast that combines the fusing mechanic from Dragon Ball Z with Nintendo. Like, it, it's a really cool concept. Uh, I've, I've been bringing my own characters and preparing. Um, I've got I've got my uh, my OC of Mario and Zelda if they fuse together. Um, I, I was also working on one for Barry myself of him and Princess <laughs> Peach. I, I, I don't know that one's still in the yeah. Uh, Barry, Barry, you did tell him what our podcast is actually about, right? <laughs> what? I, I thought you were just going to fuse our faces together using like, photo books for like two hours. What? Yeah, but, uh, you know, jokes aside, it is really great to be able to be on here. Um, personally, for those of you who don't know, my name is Galen. I am the co-host of the Nintendo Everything podcast that they run. Um, yeah, it's just me and our host, Oni uh, Oni Dino online, and yeah, we uh, we just talk about Nintendo stuff. <laughs> cool. Yeah, well, we are definitely grateful for that to have you on uh, our podcast and uh, to talk more about Nintendo stuff. And you know, if Absolutely. you can if you can uh, fuse it together, that'd be fantastic. Um, and mm -hmm. more illustrations and, and drawings like that, the the better, really. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I had another one that was uh, a Sonic Fusion, but that one's still on DeviantArt. I, I think I'm just gonna leave that one there. Nice, so. nice. <laughs> I, uh, I I was I was really hoping that you know for the for a time there were I think there were gonna, there was rumors that uh, the Switch was gonna be called the Nintendo Fusion or something like that, and I was like, oh, they're they're just taking after us. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So close. So close. Nintendo Fusion so would close. be a great name. It would so, be. Yeah. Maybe, maybe <laughs> the next one. Uh, we'll get into maybe talk about that a little later uh, when we talk about uh, that little news story or rumor going on. But uh, before we jump into any of that, uh, we want to thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, if you have not subscribed yet, please make sure you do that. If you haven't hit the uh, the bell and the like button and all that stuff on YouTube, be sure you do that. Uh, but also share it with other Nintendo fans out there. Um, and if you've not followed us on social media, uh, please make sure you do that. We're just at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And we also have uh, a Discord channel that's uh, our server that we would love for you guys to join as well. Um, you'll see the, the link right there on the screen, but also um, you'll find it in the show notes and the description on YouTube and, and all that sort of thing. Um, but uh, there is a lot of news to talk about tonight. But before we get to that, uh, we've got to talk about what we've been playing because the, the 
audience is is just chomping at the bit, wanting to know what have you been playing over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> and Galen, you're our guest. We're going to go to you first. Uh, what have you been playing yeah. lately? And I I feel like it, my list is longer than it should be, but not as impressive as far as progress made towards each game. Um, I've got my staple that I'm always falling back to. You know, I still got to get the grind in on Destiny 2 online. Um, still going through on Animal Crossing because chores in video games are a thing. Um, but I've also been absolutely enraptured by Spiritfarer mm. that has come out recently. That game is so endearing and just everything that I need it to be for a calming, kind of like micromanaging simulator with you know, hugs and cooking. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice. Uh, Greg, what have you been up to over the last couple weeks? Well, still doing the staple uh, chores in Animal Crossing, as uh, Galen likes to say. (laughs) So (laughs) still got to catch those September bugs. Got to catch, catch them all like Pokemon, I guess. Um, I've also did like one more floor on Luigi's Mansion 3 with my daughter, but um, lately she got into found another game and um, that's been around for quite a while called Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So she's been really utilizing the, like that um, those driving mechanics that help you like turn and everything, and, it, and she's been really having a lot of fun with like the races and we've even done like all the battle modes already. She absolutely loves playing the just the battle modes just like on repeat. So it's like oh, let's do the bomb on blast on the SNES battle course. Okay, let's do that again and again and again. <laughs> so that one's been the primary one. And then I also dabbled into The Last Campfire. That's a new um, indie game that just came out pretty recently. I think just after the last podcast, I think. Uh, I think so. It's a great little puzzle game, and then you kind of help um, some characters, like these forlorns, go through death and everything, and it's a pretty great puzzle game in general. So it's puzzle and adventure, and I've actually already beat it around eight hours, so it's not a long game, and the puzzles are pretty incredible at some of them. Some of them I kind of like just fell right into like the solutions and even like know how I got there. <laughs> Whoa, I guess I executed those moves in the right order that time so a number of them revolve around blocks so you're kind of like rotating these little cubes around and then there might be like a little torch to be lighting other fires or maybe there's like a light fixture thing on it so you're going to be like pointing a light beam to travel through a certain path and there's all these different puzzles around that kind of stuff so that's a pretty fun game there and then i also started adventures uh with pip that was on the Wii U. Um, I never beat it on the Wii U. I only got like through the first two worlds, but um, on Switch, I'm already through the first world, and I'm already kind of found my groove back, and I really like the mechanics of transforming between like the 16-bit to 8-bit and a single pixel, so that's been a lot of fun revisiting that one. Then the normal Binding Blade on Game Boy Advance, along with uh, Fire Emblem Heroes on mobile. And just a side note, I've been still trying to get to Mario Kart Tour, but the support team hasn't uh, raced my save file yet, so I can't play that yet. <laughs> that's such an interesting thing that's going on there. <laughs> yeah, I know. Personally, I can never get into Mario Kart Tour, so... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just doing it for the pin set. <laughs> hey, I get that. Yep. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, Barry, what's you been up to over the last couple of weeks? Ah. Uh, 
Yeah, so I on the Switch, I've been very light this uh, past couple of weeks. I did uh, Animal Crossing, the, my daily chores, which has been less and less. I caught all the bugs and insects and everything and the undersea creatures for the month. Uh, now it's just more just pay this shooting stars on my wife's island. I'm going to go over there and get a couple and leave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I dabbled in uh, Mary Maker 2 again. I went back to that game, decided to try out some of the worlds because last time I played, there wasn't the world feature where people can create worlds. That was a mistake. Um, <laughs> I had a really terrible time with really terrible, like, insane courses where it's just bosses after bosses and checkpoints in the middle of bosses so if you die you're screwed and i'm like oh this is fun <laughs> uh and i did go on the uh, i haven't played the snes online app in a while so i did do a little mario world i, I went back and, and played the first world there and just i needed like a refresher after that mario maker 2 terrible thing but it was it was good to kind of go back and relive a little bit of my childhood uh, but my main focus has been on the PlayStation 4 because last time I was talking about how I was doing the Uncharted Marathon, I wanted to, to go through them, and I actually have finished. Uh, so the last one, I only finished the first one. I finished two, three, four, and Lost Legacies. <laughs> have you done anything else except for that? <laughs> <laughs> that was the majority of, of my gaming. I, I really wanted... Because I had a deadline. I've got the, the, the 18th is my deadline because something else comes out. So I'm like, I have to finish. I haven't done Golden Abyss. I'm debating if I want to do Golden Abyss maybe a little bit every night because uh, that's usually when I play. My handhelds is usually in bed at night. Uh, so I'm kind of debating, do I want to count that as part of the marathon or not? But I will say last time I was super negative with the first game because the first game I think was definitely did not hold up. Uh, it did get better. It absolutely got better. Um not perfect um there's still some problems and and one of the things that really boggles my mind is actually in the latest game the lost legacy uh which was better than i expected but there's one chapter um where it's like an open world it's like you have this open map and you drive around and you have to go to these three towers and go all these extra bonus objectives and it almost felt like a 3d platformer which was cool mm -hmm. my problem wasn't with that my problem was with they give you a map to show you everything which is awesome but you have to pause the game every time to check that map. There's no mini-map, and worse yet, there's no compass. So if you're given a world to explore and you have no idea what direction you're going and pausing every five minutes or five seconds, really, am I going the right way? It, like, it takes me out of the experience. Um, so that was my biggest complaint. But it, and it was very, it's very formulaic, too. The series is formulaic. But it's fun. It's like a roller coaster ride. It, it really, you know, certain things you're like, oh, this is totally going to happen. Like, this bridge is going to give out or this grip is going to give out. And, you know, like, it's all for the spectacle. It's like watching an action movie. But I do recommend if, if you haven't played them before and you like action uh, games, then I do recommend going through the series. Uh, it was a fun marathon and I'm um, happy to have it. And you know, I felt that was one of those things where it's like I'm a gamer, but I never touched the Uncharted series. It'd be like, you know, not touching the Mario series, but in Sony's camp. So I'm happy I did that. Gotta get ready for the movie coming out. Yeah, yeah, and that's <laughs> another thing. That now I'm actually excited for the movie. Um, the, the other thing that really bothered me is the, the relationship. Naughty Dog doesn't know how to do relationships because they have a really great relationship with Nathan and Elena. And in between every game, they break up and they're, <laughs> what happened? Why are they now, they were in love at the last game and now they're not talking to each other? That, that doesn't work. And then finally, like the fourth game, they're actually happily together. And then Nathan lies to her. Like, why would you lie 
to a girl that's been on three adventures with you, has saved your life, has taken you know shots for you. Why would you mess that up? Like, come on. I don't know. It, it just sounds like Nathan is a naughty dog. What kind of? <laughs> he, really, he really is. Uh, and I mean, he's a mass murderer. That's the joke. He's a quip and, and funny guy, but he, you murder at least you know like five thousand people just every game. <laughs> But uh, that's been the majority of my focus. Um, still doing some Final Fantasy XIV and on mobile, still doing Dragalia. And unlike Greg, I'm still playing Mario Kart Tour because I really enjoy Mario Kart Tour. So I have competed in the, the current tournament. Nice, nice. Uh, I have. Well, I want to play that one, but I can't. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so quit. true. That's what uh, I have actually not been playing uh, much at all the last couple weeks. Um, so other than than Rocket League and Animal Crossing, and I've actually played Animal Crossing. Uh, I've missed several days um, the last couple weeks, uh, and but I have been playing a whole lot of Rocket League, trying to, to do my li- last little bit of grinding before the uh, the season ends. Um, but uh, but yeah, other than that, I actually I was able to fire up uh, Mario Kart uh, Tour and and play that a little bit, um, but just enough to to qualify for the pins. Um, I realized even at landscape because this is the first time I I played it since they added the landscape mode. Um, I still hate it, uh, so I'm not a big fan at all of that game. Uh, but uh, I've played it enough, I think. To qualify for the pins, I got to make sure that I've, I've played it enough. Um, but as soon as I, I do confirm that, I probably will not go back to it again. Um, but that's that's just me. Um, I know Barry's a big fan, but the rest of us, not so much. Uh, <laughs> but uh, let's go to the chat. Uh, looks like Jakester says he's uh, playing his usual Fate Grand Order, some of the Animal, some Animal Crossing. And uh, finally, we got back to Breath of the Wild, beat uh, The Last Divine Beast, and he uh, needed to do a bunch of side quests. Uh, yeah, there's so many side quests that I've not even touched on that. I don't, I don't actually think oh, I've played cool. through all the DLC yet, so there's still a ton of game there for me to go back to as well. Uh, Nerdio yeah. is... Uh, Started playing Xenoblade, extra story that he sh- I should have started months ago, um, as well as revisited Hyrule Warriors. Nice. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about Hyrule Warriors later. And uh, Dave said that he has completed Sleeping Dogs and Jack and Daxter and now waiting for Mario 3D All-Stars, uh, all, even though he's already completed all of those games. Uh, a little spoiler for what we're going to talk about just a little bit later in the episode. In fact, not too much later. Um because uh, we're going to get out onto the news uh, right now. Uh, so Nintendo threw a, a direct at us. In fact, we almost we basically had two back to back quote directs. Uh, we had the, the the little mini direct that we kind of hashed out last episode. Uh, but then we got this Super Mario Brothers uh, 35th anniversary direct that really showed us a, a lot of stuff that about Mario's 35th anniversary, a lot of the different things that were connected to that. Uh, things that we were thinking were probably going to happen and rumored to happen, uh, but we finally got it. And I believe, uh, what was that? The morning of September 3rd, I think, is is when that all went down. Uh, so let's let's yes. quickly run through uh, the announcements here um, and uh, then kind of dive into it. 
so so yeah, the the big thing that uh, and we're not going to take this in chronological order um, based on the actual direct. We're gonna we're gonna hit the big thing first um, because there's so much I think discussion that we can talk about because Super Mario. 3D All-Stars is actually real. So we're going to get optimized versions of uh, 3D games, including Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy. And they're all coming in one package. They also have their uh, their uh, soundtracks on, on the in the game as well. And uh, that's going to be coming uh, as a limited release between the, the dates of September 18th, so just a couple days away from today, and March 31st, 2021. Actually, that's approximately March 31st. We don't even have a final exact date of when we're gonna, <laughs> they're going to cut it off from us. So, uh, so yeah, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, there's been a lot of controversy and discussion and excitement and everything over the last uh, you know couple of weeks since they've made this announcement. Um, but I'll, I'll let you guys kind of bring up what what kind of has has uh, really stood out to you. Um, but Barry, what are your thoughts about Mario 3D All Stars? I mean, besides, I wish this wasn't leaked beforehand. Uh, I, the reveal trailer would have been a lot more exciting had it not. Uh, I was really hoping to see Galaxy 2 at the end there as well, uh, and unfortunately it's not there. And, and I was actually talking with a friend of mine, and he gave a good reason why, and that is Yoshi. Because I had forgotten about this. You move with the analog stick, and you also have to point with, to, to, with the motion control to use uh, Yoshi's tongue. And that is and jumping with the A button, and that is impossible to do in handheld mode. Like you can use the touch screen for the pointer to do all the stuff in Mario Galaxy One, but in Mario Galaxy Two, you can't move with the left stick while jumping by pushing A and using the touch screen to control Yoshi's tongue. Uh, it would just be impossible. So I, I thought about it and said, you know, that is true. They would probably have to rework the game at that point to make it work in portable. Joy-Cons, it would work, but for portable play. Um, but I'm happy about it. Um, the big thing that just came out is that it's emulation. People are like, oh, my God, you know, we're paying for emulators. We can get those for free. Uh, and, you know, it's if these were released separately for $20 a piece, no one would care. But at $60, oh, my God, like, it's it's fine. You're getting three fantastic games. And for me, I played these games. I'm excited to replay them, at least at least two of them, because I did do Galaxy more recently. But that's I'm not I'm not as excited about the game from my perspective to play. I'm excited because there's so many people I've seen comment. I never got to play 64. I never got to play Sunshine, or, or I didn't get to play Galaxy, or or they didn't get to play all three. And now they finally get to. And I think. To me, that is the most important thing. I don't care if they're not. I mean, I would love it if they were fully remade and they added the DS stuff into the 64 and all that stuff. But for those players that didn't get a chance to play them the first time, I am so not only happy for you, but I'm, I'm jealous because you get to experience these great games for the first time. Uh, and, and I'm looking forward to going back and messing around with them as well. Yeah. And in glorious HD. Well, yes. Sort of. Sort of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, in it, like Mario 64 is still in 4x3, I guess, except for in the, the opening scene that shows it in 16x9. Uh, Greg, what do you think about uh, Mario 3D All-Stars? Yeah, that's quite a package there. So I really enjoyed like seeing like, if that was real and 
like a lot of people was kind of disappointed about Mario Galaxy 2 being kind of excluded, but obviously Barry's reasoning and stuff kind of makes sense. But then there's also kind of some things that go along with that, like for Nintendo Minute covered it, and then they played the Super Mario Galaxy 2 song as opposed to 1. So it was like, is there like a hidden Easter egg after you beat the first game, it unlocks the second game? Or like, there's people like trying to throw all that in there. Is it going to be a d- free DLC or paid DLC? Like, there's Luigi's all sorts of Mario different 64 theories. Again. Yes, L is real, 2021. Exactly. <laughs> so... <laughs> There's like all this going around there that Galaxy 2 could be secretly in there or added in there. So that's a whole different thing to unravel there. Um, like Barry, it's going to be incredible just to see everyone's like first time playing those games that might have missed them on their N64 or GameCube or Wii. So they're all incredible games. They had 100% all three of them. So definitely looking forward to doing that again on Switch. Um I did have a small thing that I just saw right before our show. Um, apparently with that emulator that Barry was mentioning that somebody's already got some of the data mine on the code and saw there's six N64 game strings included on there. I know that's kind of how we found out about Super Nintendo being added into Super Nintendo Online. So does this mean N64 games are coming and all that fun stuff can be what, dissected? What games do, they? do they actually have the games listed? Yes, so that is uh, Kirby 64, Mario Golf, um, Paper Mario, which goes by Mario Story in Japan, which was under the code name under, um, Mario Tennis, Perfect Dark 64, so a rare game, and then Pokemon Snap. And obviously yeah. that has its own connotations because there's the new one coming for that as well. You know, that sounds like a list that someone would make up. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like any one of those Reddit rumor lists, like that's that's what that's what it sounds like. <laughs> well, yeah, because Perfect Dark is definitely seems like a stretch. Like, would they really go to Rare and be like, "Hey, let's get this game on our system"? Yeah. And so I don't know. That's that's could be coming, could just be nothing. You never really know. I mean, there's all sorts of included files and other stuff that's really unusual too. So yeah. there's like random videos or like random images in some of the Nintendo published games and stuff. So who knows if that will turn into anything. You know, part of me thinks that, uh, that Nintendo does that on purpose. Sometimes they just, just to like screw with us. Like they, they know that people are going to data mine it and they're just like, you know what, what if we threw a, a, a reference to perfect dark in there? See, <laughs> let's just let the internet run crazy. You know, it's COVID times and everything. They need something exciting. Let's, let's see what they do with that. <laughs> Nintendo, the greatest of trolls. That's true. If Sakurai had anything to do with it. Is this game produced by Sakurai? Yeah. If I have a chance. <laughs> so, Galen, what do you think about uh, Mario 3D All-Stars? Honestly, looking at it on the surface, I think it's cool. Um, I'm really excited to be able to play a lot of these games. I Part of me wishes that they would have brought in the 3DS remake of uh, Mario 64 as opposed to the original. I honestly think the DS version looks better, but that's just my personal opinion. Um, beyond that, I'm actually not too heartbroken that Galaxy 2 wasn't on the list. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with the time that they gave themselves to actually put this collection together um, because they definitely wanted to have that physical console or that physical cartridge to go along with it and 
putting all these games together, that's a lot of data to be able to put in there. I mean, talking about two fully-fledged Wii games plus a GameCube game plus the original N64 game, like, that stuff really piles on really fast. So, yeah, I'm a little disappointed that they didn't throw it in there, but to be completely honest, I'm not, like, heartbroken about the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's def- it's my favorite uh, of of all the the 3D games. So yeah, I think I I, I feel yeah I'm I'm disappointed that it's not there, but I, I kind of understand a little bit um, yeah. why they wouldn't do it, I guess. And and who knows, we may get another version of it down the line. I mean, didn't we get the original Super Mario All Stars had you know the original one, and then they did the updated version with Super Mario World in it. So maybe down the line we'll get a second version that has Galaxy Two or something else thrown in it as well. Absolutely, and I mean they've been throwing out rumors about using a higher capacity Switch cartridge moving forward, and that rumor has been out for a while. But it could possibly be that they do a you know, an all-star pack two or whatever for like five years down the line or something. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Definitely. Yeah. For the 40th anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk quickly about the, uh, the limited time release. Uh, not because that means a whole lot to me, but I know the internet went, had it, it just went crazy about the fact that this is only going to be available for like what, six months or something like that. Um, Barry, I know you got some some thoughts around this as well. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I, like for me, like I just remember the original one. I, I think was a limited release, and I think every time they've released a Mario All Stars collection, it's always been a limited release until yeah. the the one that they just we'll talk about in just a bit that they released on the Nintendo Online Store or the service. Uh, so. Like, I don't know, like, people just forget that or, or what? What do you think, Barry? Wait, why are people so upset about it this time? People are upset about it because they, they don't think it's smart. And they feel like, why would you limit something that's going to sell? Um, if you look at history, like you said, when they released it on the Wii, the Mario All-Stars for the 25th anniversary, it was limited. It sold out. There was such demand that they actually did a second printing that sold out. Then eventually it became a Nintendo Selects. But uh, they did that with Kirby's Dream Collection too. They, for anniversaries, they put them out really quickly. Zelda Collector's Edition was a special thing. It was a smaller print. Um, I think, could Nintendo leave it on for years or two years and make more money? Yeah. But I think they wanted it to be special and feel like a limited thing because that's what they do for all anniversaries. Do I think it's going to hurt its sales no in fact i think it helps its sales because they really lean they're leaning into fomo and people are buying it out people are paying over a hundred dollars for it on ebay even though you can pre-order it like the pre-orders haven't sold out people are just paying over a hundred dollars for it on ebay ridiculous um (laughs) i i think that they're honestly smart i mean disney did it with the vaults for how many years oh buy this movie now before it goes into the vault who knows when it's coming out yeah, they they are gonna make so much on this already. Um, they don't they don't need to. And and here's another thing: a lot of people go limited. All games are limited. You just don't know the dates. For example, Hyrule Warriors right now is shooting up in value. It's out of print. If it's out of print, that means it was limited. All these games go out of print at some period of time. 
Um, not within six months usually for a Nintendo title, but still, they will eventually go out of print. They're just giving you the expiration date. That's it. That's true. Yeah. You know, it, it, it needs to be done by Mar- the end of March because that's when the next Switch is coming out. So they have to, you know, get ready for the next Maybe. one. <laughs> Greg, Galen, uh, do you guys have any thoughts about this limited release thing? Cross my fingers on that uh, new Switch there. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm kind of with Barry on this one. Like, I, I don't necessarily think that they are planning on that whole FOMO aspect of, like, saying, hey, this is definitively a limited release. Um, I think they're just being honest and they're just being upfront and being like, Hey, we're celebrating this event. And if you want to get it, we're not going to make it forever, but we know there has been a huge demand for this. So here's your chance to pick it up. Um, the, the copies or the pre-order copies that are selling on eBay for hundreds of dollars, that just makes me laugh like so much. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, it's people, I feel like that is really just an aspect of people who are getting hyped up on the little bits of wording and not pulling back and looking at the overall picture of the whole thing, which to be honest is going to happen no matter what you do. So, right. Right. And, uh, looks like, uh, Dave in the chat has been, he's just wondering to see uh, how people are going to react to Super Mario Sunshine in 2020. Um, I, I as well, like it's kind of got this cult following over the years, um, was not appreciated in its own day. Um, but I wonder, yeah, is it going to be, is it going to shine or are people going to realize, eh, we kind of gave it too much attention? Uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to, to see how that turns out. I, I honestly think it's going to flood out versus shine, but ah. that's what you think, so. <laughs> All praise the blue coins. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did look at some of like, the arguments, and I know that's like, kind of like anti-consumer and stuff. Like, you, I mean, obviously Nintendo's not making it for $100 on eBay, so it's like other people are profiting from it, and they're just giving you that sense of urgency to buy it like now even though it will be still available like a few months from now. But hopefully that doesn't mean that like all the scalpers are just buying all the copies of it. And then people that like are buried that need to have the physical version have to then start spending a hundred, $150 on yeah. a $60 game. So yeah. I know personally it doesn't affect me. I, I'm not a physical collector and I'm already pre-ordered it digitally. So I'm completely fine there, but it, it's going to kind of stink for those that, might not want to buy it right away and then they might have trouble finding it down the line depending on how this all goes and how many copies there really are to be found yeah yeah well i think the biggest controversy around it is also the fact that the digital is also limited <laughs> and that really has people confused i mean this is nintendo is the company that sold out of digital earthbound on the wii u so i mean I don't understand why they're truly limiting the digital version. I think they just want it to be special. But it wouldn't surprise me if after the fact, if these N64 comes to online, Mario 64 is included there. And maybe they sell the other two for 20 bucks a piece digitally, like separate releases. I don't know. But it is kind of weird. Yeah. They're probably just trying to simulate the, the physical. Yeah. And honestly, when you think about it that way, I have every belief that they would probably bring this out as separate releases probably about for 30 bucks a piece probably but yeah um i i would hope 20 bucks but 30 bucks makes a little bit more sense anywhere between 20 and 30 um with that being said though i would also not be surprised if at this time they also come out and say oh by the way 
you can now pick up Galaxy 2 digitally because they have that extra time to be able to work out, that, like you were saying, the uh, the Yoshi conundrum with uh, how that's going to be able to work on the Switch. Um, and also they get that bragging right because there are so many people who are saying, hey, I want Galaxy 2. Why isn't Galaxy 2 here? Obviously, there is now a demand for a game that, you know, historically didn't actually sell that well when it first came out. It did not sell as well as the first Galaxy did, even though a lot of people say it is the better of the two games. Mm -hmm. So being able to come out with Galaxy 2 along with all these other ones, then they can say, hey, digital sales have increased by this much. And you can see that these are the practices that we did in order to make that claim. So I think it's a smart business decision. Could be, yeah. And I think it's uh, it's I think there's just a lot of people that just don't get the whole collector thing that like things are yeah. always meant that that's the thing. Like I'm looking, I I have recently uh, gotten hooks on the the Mario Kart Hot Wheels. And, um, and they're selling out like crazy. And I have to like go to Target and Walmart all the time and like look which ones they have and everything. That's just a, a thing. And the same thing happened with Amiibo. Um, yeah, it makes some people upset, but that's just the, that's just the collector like uh, scene that, that happens all the time with all that stuff. Uh, well, let's move on because there is a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, and this next story uh, that they covered in the direct uh, was probably the thing that excited me the most. Uh, and they talked about Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Uh, so essentially, you're going to get a, a game that uh, works with AR, uh, augmented reality, and you have a physical uh, Mario Kart that you are able to set around your house and uh, set up the track and then race through it. And it looks like actually the, the track uh, checkpoints or whatever are probably made out of the Nintendo Labo because uh, I think it's the, the same kind of cardboard. Uh, but yeah, you set it up and, and map out the track and you're up to, you know, how do you do it yourself? And I think it looks like there it's two player max. Uh, at least it seems like so far, because they have a Mario and Luigi Kart, and uh, yeah, so you you play and it simulates, you know, in in real life what's happening. So of course, um, if you throw a, a shell, nothing actually shoots out of your physical cart, uh, <laughs> but it like if you hit your the teammate there or your your uh, opponent, um, it, it will just stop them in their tracks, and then you can actually kind of go around them and and everything. Uh, this is the closest that I have. I'm going to get to real life Mario Kart uh, so far. I, I eventually I want an actual real life Mario Kart where I can get in there and I can throw like whether it's simulated or real. Real would be awesome. Of course, I don't want to get hit by a bomb or an actual you know blue shell in real life, but uh, but somehow to simulate that in real life would be fantastic. This is the next step for me, so I am incredibly excited about this. Greg, what do you think about Mario Kart Live? See, I think on paper it sounds like it was pretty incredible, but like I don't know how well those go over like carpet or like rugs and stuff. And I mean, I don't really have a ton of space to like make like a really elaborate like course unless I can easily drive on like rugs and stuff. So to me, it seems like it's going to be a little bit harder to get to work around then i don't know if like something happens if like something were like we just got a new puppy so what happens if it knocks over to one of the checkpoints it's like the game just, gonna, just like, an extra obstacle you gotta worry about uh, <laughs> yeah so it's like i, I know they showed like oh like the papers and stuff knocking over in the trailer and stuff and that's all fine and good until it's like something else so i mean <laughs> i almost see like a 
almost have those visions of the Wii, Wii remote cases of people throwing them at the TV. What happens if this is like knocking like tables and like expensive vases are be like falling on the floor? It's it's going to happen. And then people are going to want to sue Nintendo. Like, hey, your product is like knocked into like <laughs> maybe yeah. like drive it into the table and then it just broke this expensive thing. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. That's I don't true. know. It does seem kind of interesting, and I'd love to play around with it, but I don't know if it's worth like the $100 price tag to me yet, but I'm still kind of molding it over. So, Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, one of the things that I'm thinking about, too, is the uh, typically uh, you know, RC cars are a little harder to steer, at least the, the cheaper ones, and so now you're going to be steering it with an analog stick on your Switch. Galen, can, can this actually work, or is this just a, a pipe dream in a trailer? It can, but there's a lot of things that need to go into it. And I believe that the real problem is going to be the latency between the Wi-Fi connections. Because from the looks of it, that is going to be the big Mm -hmm. connecting point. You're not doing that radio connection. You're doing a Wi-Fi connection. And that is a whole nother ballgame as far as like latency and slowdown and, you know, that disconnection feel. Um yeah, I, I'm personally, I'm thrilled. I was not expecting this. I want this. I wish I had more of a disposable income to be able to get this. <laughs> um, I just can't, I cannot wait for the modding community to get a hold of these things and attach little like nerf darts and nerf shooters on top of the thing so they can actually shoot things when they're uh, playing around with it. Um I, I also really want some sort of Labo support where you can actually just like put your switch on a dock like in your face when you're playing that. And use the steering like, wheel. Full <laughs> immersion. <laughs> May actually have to build my Labo. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. Uh, Quick, somebody just order a pizza and settle. <laughs> Uh, also wanted to mention earlier, Steve, uh, y- you should check out the, the Mario Kart uh, areas that they do in Tokyo, where they actually dress you up in like Mario characters and put you in a little go-kart and have you ride around the city. Yeah. Oh, Mario Kart. <laughs> Once COVID is yeah, over, Mario. I have so many reasons to eventually go to Japan. <laughs> so many reasons. Like, I feel like there's going to be a lot of travel when COVID's over. Yeah, so. <laughs> for sure. Barry, I know you're going to be, uh, you, you got to get at least one of them, right? Because uh, you're a collection. Um, I've actually already got both of them pre-ordered. Um, I'm going to try to figure out if there's a way to like, I don't need two copies of the games. I just wanted both carts. Um, but I it, Walmart told me it was available to pre-order, so I pre-ordered Luigi. And then I was like, oh, I really want Mario. So the next thing I knew, I was getting another email saying it was available again. I pre-ordered mario and now i have two pre-orders so uh barry are you with me with two pre-orders or did you only only get one i would have two pre-orders if it wasn't for two things one like greg i have mostly carpet in my house and the areas that i have hardwood it would not do well and two it is a download code it is not a physical cart now if it was a physical cart i would have no choice i have to buy it regardless but because it's a digital code, I am passing. I am not, not getting it. My, my wife is super excited. She loves it. But again, we don't have the room. And if we did, we would be getting it. Even digital. If she wants it, you know, that's a rule. You know, happy wife, happy <laughs> life. You know, we would be getting it. Uh, the technology is awesome. So because I'm not getting it, I am perfectly fine sitting there 
and I'm waiting for the stories of how many things get broken or how many things get destroyed or damaged or injured playing this game, and I am going to revel in it. Um, what I would love to have seen, and I, I wish they would record this and they probably wouldn't, would be the, the quality tests that they would have done on these cards. Like, you know, they had to drive them into walls over and over and over again <laughs> and drive tables, TVs and, and humans and animals and everything because they have to prepare for people, drive them downstairs, like constantly, because you know, they're like, Oh, we're going to play it. Oh, look, we accidentally went down the stairs. Boom. My hundred hour toy is broken. Like that's going to piss people off. So they have to be durable. Um, because you're, you're going to have that one person go, oh, the fire escape. That's that's part of my level. <laughs> <laughs> There's always going to be that one. So I'm really interested to see these stories when this comes out and what people do and how crazy they make the courts, you know, yeah. the courses. I think it's an awesome idea. I think technology is great. If they put a physical cart in there, which is weird because Labo and Ring Fit Adventure both have physical carts with physical items. This is physical item with a digital code. Doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> I am passing on it, but I'm definitely excited to hear these stories. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does seem like, yeah, the, the whole thing about not physical is just weird because I, I don't see this as something that I'm going to be playing all the time. Like an actual Mario Kart game, I will download that digitally because I could fire it up at any point. But for for this, I'm like, there's preparation involved. I don't just fire it up and play Mario Kart Live. So so I, I get it. Like there's no not even like a, a philo philosophical reason why they would not, I think, put it on a cartridge except for maybe just to save money. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm still excited about it. Um, I, I think it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Um, it's probably gonna be something that I try like one day, um, and then I wait till like friends come over and I show it off. Um, but then it's gonna just sit on my my shelf um, with my other Mario Karts behind me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder if there's some sort of limitation within the programming that is limiting that would pose a security risk if it was in cartridge form while you're playing the game and the cartridge came out somehow. Hmm. If there was some sort of vulnerability that that would open up. Um, I can't imagine what that would possibly be, but it, it is an, a very weird thing not to have that physical cartridge there. Yeah, so that is interesting. Hmm. Uh, but... That's not the only thing. There's still a lot more to go over. Uh, we also have another new physical uh, thing coming our way in a new Game & Watch. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers 2 and a uh, updated version of Ball are coming to a new Game & Watch. Um, it also functions, of course, as a, as a clock um and and other things uh because it is a game and watch uh, but that's going to be coming out uh in just a couple months november 13th what's the suggested retail price of 49.99 how many of us are planning on getting it as soon as it becomes available let me show of hands show of hands uh very <laughs> oh galen's not not just tapping out on this one galen what, why why aren't you getting the game and watch I mean, it is a very novel concept. I love having that option, but I have really tried to pull back on what I have as a physical collection in my house as of recently. So this is one of the things that 
I'll I'll bite the bullet and I'll pick it up later when I get back into it. But for now, I'm I'm going to play reserved. So oh, that's so cute. You think there's going to be a later? <laughs> like it's going to be available later. That's so cute. <laughs> Uh, one of the people true. that thought the NES Classic would always be forever available too. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I did. Oh. I was one of those people, and then that last shipment, I was waiting outside Best Buy to grab uh, because I'm like, <laughs> oh crap, this is the last thing. <laughs> uh Jakester, he's like, that's what they call it—a game and watch. Yes, it's a, it's a watch. It's a clock. It's a watch. Yeah, I mean, you can also watch it, but. You know, it's it's actually because it's a clock. So yeah, I've actually never owned any any Game and Watch. Uh, Barry, I know you have you have a few. Um, so this is gonna it's it's interesting that they'd have an, a new one. I mean, of all things, because there wasn't ever an actual Mario game on Game and Watch, was there? Or am I forgetting? One hundred percent incorrect. Is it incorrect? Okay. Not, not only was there titles like Mario Cement Factory. Oh but right, there was I also about that. Super Mario Brothers. Really. Yes, there is a Game & Watch version of Super Mario Brothers, and that's what boggles me the most about Why that. isn't on the there? Ba- yeah, the ball, okay, that's cute. I get what you're doing with the yeah. ball. That's fine. Leave it on there. But why, isn't, why is not Super Mario Brothers not on there, the Game & Watch version? And why is, uh, why is Mario Cement Factory not on there? Yeah. Now, it's not, this is a single screen. This isn't double screen, but Super Mario Brothers is, in fact, a single screen Game & Watch game. That should be on there. It would be really cool because a lot of people have never played it. And uh, it would be really neat to have and it. And that's why it threw me off, because I assumed, based on the fact that they didn't include a Mario Brothers game on there, that there wasn't one to recreate. But that that is weird. There's there's a lot of weirdness in this in this direct yeah. announcements. A lot of weirdness. Like, why? You just kind of turn your head like a dog. Like, Nintendo, what you got? What, what, what's, what's going on there? What? Did you really think this through? Uh, yeah. This whole direct was just a troll intuition, remember? So, like, <laughs> let's throw some N64 strings in there. Let's not quite put all the games on the game and watch. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, let's move on. We do uh, have another uh, several announcements. Uh, we also got word that Super Mario 3D World, surprise, surprise, it's actually real, uh, is coming to the Switch. And uh, of course, it's the original game kind of enhanced a little bit, but then we get a little tease at the end about a uh, another addition to the game. Uh, we can only assume uh, that this is going to be a new mode or a new uh, whole game attached. We really don't know anything except for just a little teaser of uh, what looks like some actually some amazing graphics on the Switch with the water and the rain, everything. And uh, and we know it's called Bowser's Fury. So Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury will launch on February 12th. And we're also going to get uh, alongside that a new Mario Cat or Cat Mario and Cat Peach uh, amiibo uh, that will be released at that same time. Um, so Barry, what, what do you think about uh, this this game finally coming to the Switch? And what is Bowser's Fury? Uh, I'm excited. Uh, 3D World was one of those that I got. I played a little bit, and it didn't really grab me. And like, I think a few months later, I went back to it, and I like it hooked me, and I hundred percented it. And like, I couldn't couldn't realize why I stopped playing it. Like, this is so much fun, and I think it's often overlooked um, as a 3D Mario game. Uh, Bowser Fury, I don't know. It looks like maybe it's a hub world. Maybe it's like a you know Mario 64 style, like an open world kind of deal, where where you're like in that whole area and eventually you unlock different towers, like Mario was in front of a tower or like a ruin or something. I don't know. I'm excited. I don't know if you have to play the, the base game again to play it or if you could just jump right into that mode, which I kind of hope. Uh, 
it's nice to see them, you know, reincorporating this. It's another Wii U port, so there's very few left. But I am interested to see what they do with A, the Captain Toad levels, um, because they definitely used the gamepad. Um, and, like, I just don't know how they're going to be implemented. Um, unless they do something similar to Captain Toad on Switch and just make new, just pick different levels there. Uh, or the stamps. There were stamps in every single level that were used with Miiverse. Miiverse is dead. Are those stamps going to still be there just for collectability? Or are they going to put something else in the, on that spot? I hope they just don't remove them and leave it blank. Because that was an extra added element to the stages was finding the hidden stamp. And I don't want that to be lost because yeah. that's part of the fun. Yeah, I've heard that they are in the game, but they're just collectibles. But oh, I, that, I don't know fine. if that's confirmed, but I, I've heard that uh, through the, the rumor mill or whatever. So... Yeah. Greg, what do you think about uh, this announcement? Yeah, that was definitely unexpected. I, at least the Bowser's Fury part of it. So obviously, the, as Barry was saying, this is a very uh, much anticipated game that a lot of people wanted ported over, and now it's finally here. So it's great that everyone gets to experience it for those that passed on the Wii U console as a whole. So always great to see that. Um, my opinion, at least on the Bowser's Fury, that seems very interesting. I'm getting like a Super Luigi U kind of vibe to it, where it might just be a harder version of the base game. So, thinking maybe, maybe even using Bowser to like <laughs> go through levels and he can't jump or something like that. I don't know. So, <laughs> <laughs> then you have like 10 seconds to get to the, <laughs> get to the end or capture Mario or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Galen, you a big fan of uh, Super Mario or Super? Mario 3D World? Uh, actually, I have never played it before. Ooh. So I am going to be picking this up because I've always wanted to play the game. So this is an excellent opportunity for me to kind of get in there. Um, you know, I'm very excited that uh, Bowser is uh, supporting the furry community. <laughs> um, I'm, that's going to be very interesting to see. But you know what? It, Nintendo will hopefully stay PG with it. <laughs> Bowsette's real. Exactly. Um, God, not this again. Uh, also, shoot, two more amiibos I have to pick up. Great. <laughs> Already got my pre-orders on those in, so, you know, yeah. Uh, honestly, though, I'm, I'm very happy to see this on there, and I'm just ecstatic on getting another chance to play this game. Yeah, yeah. Me too. It's it is a fantastic game, and I'm I'm glad more people can play it because I think a lot of people did miss out on it because you know not many people bought a Wii U. So, uh, but uh, again, there's still more. There's still so much more. Uh, we got news about um, you know uh, Tetris ninety nine did so well. Let's do it with Super Mario Brothers. So we now have uh, you know Super Mario Brothers one, Super Mario Brothers two, and Super Mario Brothers thirty five. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if the idea of playing uh, Super Mario Brothers against 34 other people at the same time and throwing enemies and everything uh, is exciting for you, starting, I believe, at uh, Mar or, or, sorry, October 1st, uh, we're going to be able to play Super Mario Brothers 35 uh, online as a digital-only game, uh, and it's exclusive to Nintendo Switch members. So they're finally starting to do some stuff like more stuff like that. That's uh, exclusive to just the uh, the Nintendo Online uh, members, um, but it's also going to be an, a limited time thing um, and only going to be playable until March 31st. So. Yep. Um, Galen, I'm gonna go to you first. What 
number one, what are your thoughts about this game? But two, why another, like, this is, this is only digital and they're doing this. <laughs> well, why, why wouldn't you make this? This is like the perfect concept because I can tell you 100% there are going to be some amazing Kaizo players who jump on in this game and consistently get 100% like every single time. It is going to be fantastic to watch. So um, I was a big fan of Tetris 99 when it first came out, and I still play it casually to this day. So a um, little confused again as to why they are making this a... Um, a temporary thing. Uh, I don't know if they are planning on coming up with a, maybe they're testing the waters to see if this is something they want to develop more and maybe kind of the same way as Tetris 99 come out with a more permanent paid version of it. Um, it's a free game though. So I, my complaints are very minimal on this. <laughs> That's a good point. Good point. Yeah. It's, it is interesting. Uh, Greg, are you, I'm I'm assuming you're going to be trying this out, but uh, but yeah, what do you what do you think about this? Is it something that you think you can get really excited about? Yeah, I was. This was one of the things I was greatly looking forward to. The most disheartening thing is obviously it's going to stop in March, and I don't know if it's like a trial thing, and then maybe they like, oh well, since so many people are playing it, we'll leave it on for another six months or something, and just kind of like toy us around with little strings, like oh, it'll be still only a limited time, and just to get you to try to play it more. So I don't know if that's like a drive that they're trying to achieve with this or it's definitely very baffling why you can only play it for six months and then it's just going to seemingly disappear. So yeah. Yeah. Very pretty excited to try it out because I did like Tetris 99 a little bit too, but not as probably competitive as other people, but I did like the concept of it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's it, it's something I never knew I wanted. It was it was fantastic. Nintendo is really good at that. For sure. But uh, so so this makes two at least two games that they've they're going to be launching digital only. That is in a limited time release. Jump rope, um, the jump rope thing was was a digital only and limited time as well, right? Like, is that is that over now? Um, uh, I think it was free for a limited time, but I oh, think we're going to charge now. There. I think it's oh, okay. Yeah. So this one, but this one is only a free, limited time. Very like, of course you got to get it right. But, but I'm sure you're bummed. You can't put it on your shelf. <laughs> I would love to. I mean, I got Tetris 99 on my shelf, but because it's an online only thing, I'm, I'm not upset, as upset about this because, you know, online only, like if they added single player content to it, then yes, I want to own it physically. Um, I'm going to give it a try. Of course it's free. Uh, it looks great. It looks like a lot of fun. I'm hoping that they either, like Greg said, like, oh, this is doing so well, we're going to extend, or you know, maybe even add content, or they're going to start a rotating thing, and like every six months there's going to be another 35 or 99. Maybe for Zelda next year, they're going to do a Zelda one, or Metroid, and do like Metroid 35 and, and Zelda 35 or something like that, and just constantly but, keep it as a rotating. Just, just throwing this out into the ether a Zelda dungeon speed run against other people. And every oh. dungeon you complete adds another enemy in the dungeon of someone else. And it just goes on and just gets more complicated. Ooh. That's like, uh, have you played the, the card game uh, boss, boss, uh, boss fight? Uh, boss monster? Boss monster or something like that? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Like have a digital version of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and you just like, build it down. <laughs> yeah. It gets me excited. 
Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on. Uh, Super Mario All-Stars is also uh, coming back once again. This time it's going to be on the Super... Actually, it already is on the Super Nintendo uh, Nintendo Switch online service. So if you ha- are a member uh, and you have that, that application downloaded, you can go ahead and play uh, the original Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 2, Super Mario Brothers Lost Levels, and uh, Super Mario Brothers 3. Um, in the the enhanced 16-bit version uh, on the SNES, so um, not a whole lot to discuss about that. It is interesting that they did that version instead of the one that they put on Wii, which was the original games, right? Not the enhanced 16-bit versions. Um, so I was I was glad to see that. It's it's cool because the the original versions are already on the system, so uh, we don't need those again. Uh, and just rebranded uh, time. So um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, just. In general, any any thoughts about uh, Super Mario All Stars coming back to the Nintendo Online service? More free games today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More games the better on there. <laughs> cool. Exactly. All right. Well, there are also some upcoming events that we're going to hit real quick, um, and. Uh, yeah, so Super Mario related missions uh, from my Nintendo. They're allowing some pin sets and everything. So we talked about that earlier when we were talking about uh, uh, Mario Kart Tour. Um, so make sure you head to my Nintendo page and kind of check off all that list and you'll uh, qualify uh, with limited supplies, of course. So make sure you do it soon. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, a lot of it's going to websites, visiting different websites, playing Mario Kart Tour, but also like um, pre ordering uh, games and things. Things like that. So if you check off that list, you get some pin sets and uh, some other things like that. There's also an additional uh, special appearances and special events in Mario Kart Tour uh, that are going on right now until uh, September 22nd. Um, also, there's going to be uh, Mario 35th anniversary themed merchandise at the Nintendo New York store, but also on store.nintendo.com. So you don't have to travel to New York uh, to get that, which is uh, pretty exciting. Uh, you can also get 35th anniversary uh, themed ninji uh, speed runs uh, that's come to uh, Super Mario Maker 2. So Barry, since you're jumping back in that game, you can check that out if you haven't yet. Uh, actually, it's coming in November, so you can't check it out yet. Um, and then uh, later this year, we're going to get some Super, uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate uh, in-game online tournaments that's going to be using Super Mario series fighters, stages, and themes. And then a Super Mario themed Splatfest is coming in January uh, with keychains and, and, and t-shirts and other things that are coming uh, to Splatoon. And then in March of next year, there's going to be a Super Mario themed, uh, they're going to actually have Super Mario themed furniture coming to Animal Crossing's new Horizons, which we have uh, hoped for for a while now, and it's actually confirmed. But it's uh, you don't have to wait. It's gonna it's coming in March. Uh, so, Greg, let's go to you first. What are your What are your thoughts just uh, about all these different events that are going on? Anything exciting that you're really looking forward to? Well, definitely looking forward to Animal Crossing. I'm just kind of heart disheartened that it's so far away. I mean, it kind of seems like wish we could celebrate it now and like have our houses all set for the anniversary, but. It's like, oh, we'll get to the, to the 35th and a half anniversary. So, yeah. right, <laughs> right, right. But yeah, that was the primary one. I'm not really playing Splatoon 2. Um, Mario Maker, I might actually check that out and actually load that up. Probably, hopefully, I'll try try that out in November. Um, still can't do Mario Kart Tour, as I said earlier. So, hopefully, I get in time to get that uh, pin set. So I would really like that. Nice, nice. Barry, uh, anything that really. Get you get you going in this uh, this list of events. 
And the best thing for me is also the Animal Crossing. Uh, I'm wondering if they're just going to recycle the Super Mario set from the original Animal Crossing, or if they're going to have a brand new set or uh, the original set plus new items. I don't know. Uh, it, it was weird. The original uh, Animal Crossing is so much Nintendo love <clears throat> just in the furniture. There was like the N64 logo table you could have and the, the R-Wing and all the Mario sets and, of course, the NES, you know, with the games. And like it seems like as the series has moved on, there's less and less Nintendo involvement in terms of items. So it'll be really cool to uh, to see what they do with that. But that's the best thing for me. Yeah. Galen, what do you think? Um, yeah. <laughs> 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 Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's every single one of these events are so great in such a Nintendo-esque way to celebrate one of their most beloved IPs. I mean, no matter if you are, you know, in the fighting game community, if you're in the, you know, the action shooting game. I mean, there's it, there's so many different genres that mix and match together just to celebrate this one game that literally everybody has heard of. Like, it is one of those... Mario is one of those names and those faces that is more recognizable than... Uh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I think he even surpassed uh, Mickey Mouse, actually. I think I've heard, too. So. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. At yeah. one time, he definitely did. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. The, the fact that there are little old grandmas who go, oh, are you playing Mario again? <laughs> Just like, you know, the fact that that is a joke and a stigma is amazing and kind of goes to the popularity and cultural impact that Mario has had. So it's really great to see that expression of gratitude yeah. to this character in so many different ways. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I didn't think about it until you just mentioned it, that there is a there's a lot of different uh, types of games that are represented in this, which is it's, it's, that's really, really cool. Um, like you were saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, of course, I'm I'm hoping you're going to get to the uh, the pin set. Um, probably won't go after the, the keychains. Um, but, uh, I need to take a look at the, the clothing again. Um, the first time I looked at it, I just kind of glanced through real quick and there was nothing that really, really jumped out at me, but, uh, but it would be maybe cool to get a shirt or something like that, that it kind of represents the 35th anniversary. So I have to look at that again. Um, but, uh, speaking of clothing, we have one last announcement we'll talk about before we move on to, uh, all the other things we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, yep. But uh, that is that there are also going to be Super Mario products that are coming out. Uh, some of those products are already out, like the Lego sets. We talked about those on our last podcast. If you did not check that out, head over to episode 205 once you get done listening or watching this one. Um, and Hassan showed off all his uh, this Lego uh, NES sets and the Super Mario sets. But also we're going to have uh, Puma. RS Dreamer Super Mario 64 basketball shoes, uh, which I I've got to tell you, like I actually was very interested in. I almost purchased them, but they were they were available on September 4th. I think they're sold out everywhere now. Um, there's a Mario Super Mario, uh, sorry, Monopoly Super Mario celebration. Uh, so another uh, Mario board that is uh, for Super Mario, and I will probably end up getting it because I I'm not a huge Monopoly collector, but I do have a small collection and I've got, I think all of the Nintendo or Super Mario ones to date. So I'll be getting that one. Uh, there's also J Jenga uh, Super Mario sets. 
Uh, it's a Me Mario action figure from Jack's Pacific, uh, which is kind of a, an interactive uh, action figure. And also Black Milk Clothing is going to have some uh, clothing available. Uh, and there's going to be a sneak peek on September 29th, if you're interested in, uh, in all that. So, uh, so yeah, there's, and then there's of course some, some pre-order bonuses and stuff like that for Mario 3D All-Stars that got announced later. Um, but any of these, any of these, uh, Super Mario products that you guys, uh, are re really excited about and, and planning on getting, Barry, any of those? I thought about maybe the Monopoly or the Jenga, but right now it's just, it's more clutter. <laughs> it's just more, <laughs> more things to sit there that won't get played and it's like you know what I'm, i don't need it <laughs> yeah yeah makes sense for sure uh greg how about you pretty much the same it's probably gonna be mostly a pass i mean i've tried to sell trying to get the extra more uh monopoly sets and wife's like we already have the nintendo monopoly set we don't need another one like <laughs> <laughs> I want to know if she knows you, you, you do that impersonation of her. <laughs> she will now. <laughs> don't listen to the episode. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I, would... <laughs> I just threw him completely You did, you did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Galen, any, any of these uh, products really exciting for you? Well, of course, I'm always excited about Jenga. So, you know, <laughs> sign me up for that one. Um, really had my eyes on the uh, the basketball shoes because, you know, that plumber's got hops. But, um, yeah, I, I can't pull the trigger on it because it doesn't have a little speaker that makes the Mario jump noise. <laughs> That'd you, be like, so awesome. Jump on it. I mean, we have the technology. There's no excuse. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you need to be Bluetooth so to your phone. You probably have like a, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you could probably have like a wireless speaker in your pocket or something and then it triggers every time. Like, a special switch you know, you it tape could, to the bottom. It could, it could happen. It could happen. I'm just saying, I can drive a Mario Kart around in my kitchen. Why can I not make Mario jump noises as I'm walking down the street? Like, where? It is such a mixed message, Nintendo. What are you doing to me? It's very, very true. Uh, all right. Well, that's all for the uh, Super Mario 35th Anniversary Direct. Um, but uh, we still have a lot to discuss. So let's let's quickly move on. On September 8th, we woke up to uh, to another surprise announcement because Nintendo has been doing a lot of those lately. And uh, yeah, so we we got an announcement for Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. Uh, so this is going to be a uh, kind of a follow-up, but not exactly to the last Hyrule Warriors game. It's actually going to be a prequel to Breath of the Wild, uh, done a hundred years before Breath of the Wild, so you get to see uh, in a way like what all happened uh, in that that prequel story uh, there, and of course um, developed by the same people and and. Uh, using a lot of the same kind of mechanics and, and stuff that you would expect from a Warriors game, but of course, uh, Zelda themed throughout. And uh, yeah, like as you can, for those of you guys that are watching, you'll see the uh, the images kind of scrolling on your screen. Um, I think it looks fantastic, but it's going to be available on November 20th. And uh, more information is actually going to be released on September 26th. Uh, so just a few days away, we'll actually get uh, some additional information before uh, it launches. And um, 
We also got information later that there's going to be a treasure box edition that's been announced on the Japanese pre-order site and includes a, a copy of the game, an acrylic art display plate, a paraglider uh, style blanket, and uh, metal charms. And it's listed for 16,720 yen, which is roughly $157 uh, US. So uh, yeah, so something I don't think any of us were expecting, but uh, what do we think about this? Greg, let's get you first. Well, I really like the first Hyrule Warriors on Wii U and have kind of passed on the Definitive Edition versions and on 3DS and uh, Switch. So definitely we'll be looking forward to the new one and be picking that one up because I absolutely love Breath of the Wild and would love to kind of see the early, that initial war and kind of wondering how they're going to quite end it if it's going to be like the final mission is going to be like Kill Link or something. <laughs> Right. That, that story doesn't end well, does it? <laughs> yeah. Galen, what do you think about Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity? I am absolutely ecstatic for this game. Um, I, I never have actually played the first Hyrule Warriors game, um, which is odd because I actually own it for the, uh, the Wii U. Like, I physically have the game. Um, Barry finds no. himself in that situation all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Kindred spirit, kindred <laughs> spirit. <laughs> um, no, I think this is an absolute slam dunk. Nintendo has absolutely needed something to kind of like push the push their hype around the holiday season. The timing that this game is coming out is absolutely spot on, and it's just there's so much you can do as not only with this franchise, but also the time period that you set. Um, I was talking about this on the uh, our own podcast earlier, uh, Nintendo Everything Pod, you know, podcast, you know, self plug. <laughs> um, but I I am so excited to play is all the different guardians hmm. and champions that they had in there because there is so much personality that they packed in that very tiny little fragment that you had to interact with them, and there's so much more you can do with these characters especially in the unspoken ways of like how the characters fight, how they interact in the environment, how they go from place to place. Like there, there is so much you can do. And I love being able to be immersed into that world. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm really hoping Linkle comes back. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, it's something I'm really excited about as well. Um, Barry is gonna is gonna tide you over as you wait on Breath of the Wild too. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if it has the same amount of content as Hyrule Warriors, even the Wii U version. Uh, forget about the definitive. There's so much content they added to that game, and it was already insane the amount. But yeah, we we all thought. Cadence of Hyrule physicals are Zelda this year. Like they said, a Zelda are going to give us a physical of last year, one of the games last year. And no, they surprised us with a brand new game. And it's it's turning Breath of the Wild into a trilogy. You know, this is working with Nintendo. This is them giving the canon story. This is canonical. Hyrule Warriors is a spinoff. It's a fan fiction story. It doesn't it doesn't apply. It's just a what if. This is actually a canonical story in the Zelda mythos, and it looks fantastic. Uh, the voice acting's back. The, the graphics are, are gorgeous, and I am super excited about playing this. I'm looking forward to just diving right in. I've, I've missed 
playing some Zelda. And I am also really intrigued by the baby guardian slash portal turret hmm. that seems to be a playable character on the box art. And uh, I want to know more. I want to know more and I want one. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, it's interesting. We have uh, both Jakester and Jokester in the uh, the chat tonight. And uh, Jakester says uh, that as much as he cares about the, the story and the canon um, of Breath of the Wild, he won't be getting this because he doesn't like Warriors games, which is, you know, it's a pers- That's fair. It, it's a perspective thing and, and you know, preference thing. Um, you know, there's a lot of you know times that I've, I've told Greg, like, I, I don't like, uh, you know, uh, Fire Emblem style games um, and he's probably I have no idea why you don't like those and I feel the same way about Jekster like why don't you like Warriors games it's hack and slash it's fantastic it's awesome just push a button and kill a bunch of people um, but, uh, but anyway literally <laughs> um, Jokester uh, said that he's hoping for a, a reprint of Hyrule Warriors he doesn't know why uh, people are going crazy to get copies out there that are right now um, yeah, I, I wonder if they're going to do some sort of reprint uh, alongside this. So like, hey, if you like this game, here's another one to buy. Maybe. So. But, uh, all right, let's move on. Because still... Well, we did get one other thing. Oh. You forgot one Ooh, thing. What did I forget? What did I forget? There was a, they, they pretty much uh, confirmed that Breath of the Wild 2 is delayed. And right. they still take more time on oh, it as well. Right, right. Yeah, that, that was like a... Uh, oh, yeah, I knew that already. Um, so <laughs> like, well, it's not in my hands yet, so I figured you're still working on it. Um, thanks so much. Jakester's <laughs> like, it's about having an opinion, Steve. I know, I know. It's just, you know, it's perspective uh, and, and and all that stuff. So uh, let's... I, mean, I do want to throw in, like, I was never really super fond of, like, this kind of concept, but I kind of was able to absorb the story of the first Hyrule Warriors game and that kind of helped me drive further to play it more, so... yeah. It's not my typical genre I would dive into, but I, I more got it because I like Zelda, and also I got the Fire Emblem version because that was I like Fire Emblem. So mm-hmm. Fire Emblem was <laughs> the only two warrior, three Warriors games that I'll have. It'll be my personal trilogy. So. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, I actually I I had not really played a whole lot of Warriors games, um, and really dived into the first uh, Hyrule Warriors, and and absolutely loved it, making me actually more excited for the other games. And I've I've looked at them several times. I haven't gotten them yet, but but it's been like, oh, if I like this so much, maybe I should play more games like this. Um, so. Yeah, it's probably going to do that, continue to do that. I think these, these crossovers that they're doing uh, like this is, is probably only going to help them in the long run. Um, but uh, let's move on, because still a lot to discuss. Uh, Nintendo is supposedly uh, increasing their Switch production uh, to 30, 30 million units. Uh, they had already increased it from uh, 20 to 25, and now they're increasing it from 25 to 30 million uh, for this fiscal year. Uh, I'm sure part of that is to uh, account for the new sales that they can make in Brazil. Um, but uh, but yeah, like uh, I guess they're 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 trying as hard as they can, even in the middle of COVID, to try to make more Nintendo Switch systems. And along that, uh, Bloomberg has also reported that. Uh, Nintendo has been asking third-party developers to make their games, uh, quote, 4K ready. 4K ready. So the developers have remained anonymous, of course, um, but uh, supposedly they have been told to make their games 4K ready. What is going on here? Galen, I'm going to go to you first because I know you already said at the top of the podcast that you're excited about hoping that, that this new Switch is coming out. So, uh, so oh, what do you absolutely. think about all this? Well, uh, it's... 
it's an interesting move. And if it is true, I'm really kind of worried that Nintendo might be focusing in the wrong areas, as weird as that is. Um, primarily because a lot of people are being like, oh, we want 4K content. We want, you know, to make our game super pretty. You need to build a whole new console in order to make that happen. And I don't necessarily know if you can make, find that compromise where you are having that power, having that accessibility, and keeping that portability along with it. So if we are going to see a Switch Pro or whatever they decide to call it, uh, we will most likely be seeing Nintendo return back to a stationary console. Um, I pitched out the idea in the past that instead, one way to keep that compromise going is to make an improved dock with like an external uh, GPU that would be able to bump up the power of the Switch itself and be able to run out of that higher frame rate and that, you know, that higher display. Um, Nintendo needs to do something because they really are starting to lag behind of its competitors when it comes to a technology frame point. Um, Nintendo has always strived as hard as they can to uh, push innovation in their systems, in their games, make their games unique, and that's going to be the big selling point of it. I don't know if they can continue that trend and still stay competitive within the market without kind of separating themselves out and being like, okay, you've got your, you know, quote unquote gamers with your AAA games and whatever on Sony and Microsoft. And then you've got the fun Nintendo games over here. Like that's a stigma that really I wish didn't exist, but Nintendo is not doing themselves any favors on kind of cultivating that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, why, why I'm worried though, is that if they're focusing just on 4k resolution, um, they really need to be focusing on, I would love to see them focus more on the frame rate more than anything else. Be able to get up to have their games run at a solid 60, maybe even 90 hertz with uh, mobile processors and the like. It's possible that they could put that technology in a new console and still make it cost effective. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a lot to read into this. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, that's interesting. You bring that up because I I totally agree. Um, because like I'm okay, honestly, with 1080p. Like a really crisp 1080p game looks okay. Uh, if I can get up yeah. to 90 or 120 like frames per second, that makes a big difference in games like like Rocket League that I play a lot of times, like Fortnite, oh, like all those other games that all of a sudden, like now, like you, you, it may not look as crisp, but you can get the same kind of like, and also like kill like lag time and controllers and things like that. If they can start to duplicate the PC experience, um, you know, it may not be as, as crisp and, you know, 4k HDR, but if they can get that that control and and the, the experience, you know, within the, within the frames, like that could be a really good experience. And I really do want to kind of emphasize how much of a jump it feels by being able to increase to those higher frame rate frame rated games. Um, I'm I'm going to use Destiny Two as an example. I've been a longtime player. I played it on console when it first came out. 
Um, I recently, last year, got a new uh, gaming PC where it had, you know, top of the line, whatever, graphics card, whatever. But the more important thing was I can now play Destiny 2 on the PC versus the PS4, what I originally had it on. Um, playing the game at that 144 hertz was a night and day difference. Mm. And because Bungie is uh, dumb and they won't transfer all my content, I occasionally have to go back to the PS4 version and it's like molasses. I am so surprised what I was able to put up with beforehand versus what my current expectations are. It's one of those things where I can't go back to where it was beforehand. And that's why maintaining that sort of a, an advancement is so important. And I really hope Nintendo realizes that. Yeah. Yeah. So. It seems like uh, people in the chat, Jokester uh, is, is saying that he like really focus on the party chat. Like let's fix the, the online chat, um, the online features and things like that would be a huge improvement that he would like to, uh, to focus on um, as well. Greg, are you, are, are you in the same camp that you'd rather see these other things fixed? I mean, if they had a choice, I mean, maybe, maybe they're going to focus on all of the above, but let's, let's be honest. It is Nintendo. Um, so <laughs> they're probably going to, pick and choose uh is 4k enough for you or would you like uh you more focus on these other things we talked about i think it's probably more on the other things because i think i even said on the last podcast with huston like my animal crossing island is like dropping frames and it's not like it's that complex like right. <laughs> i don't know why it, i need to feel like i'm lagging playing a single player game <laughs> and just have like stuff on the island just to keep it a five-star island and I'm not doing like these super intrinsic, like intrinsic designs that you see on like YouTube videos of people visiting other islands. Like it's not even that complex. It's just like, oh, here's the group of flowers. Here's a little mini building that we create. But as soon as they start running, then it just you just like kind of like <laughs> see like, the whole like like a wave on the screen as it's like trying to like process where I'm going. And then yeah, that's kind of sad that you can see that in Animal Crossing. I can't even imagine if you're trying to play some sort of competitive game and, and you're hitting that kind of limit, that's completely unacceptable. Yeah. So I would definitely look forward to like a beefed up version. Hopefully, I don't know if it's, maybe it is the next gen who knows. Yeah. It's interesting. You, you bring up animal crossing and cause I, we've talked about it, like you said, and, and I, I've experienced that as well. Um, because I think for a long time, you know, frames per second was something, you know, you know, competitive gamers and stuff like that would talk about, but if it's, it's affecting animal crossing, now it's affecting the casual market. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you probably got even, you know, your wife or your, your daughter going, why, why does that look weird, daddy? And we're like, Oh, that's not good for Nintendo. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. It's like, we came and like run on our own Island anymore. It's like, <laughs> Yeah, Barry. What in certain parts? <laughs> Barry, what are you? What are you thinking about this? All those flowers on there. <laughs> <laughs> Too many flowers, damn. Um, no, I think this is. Um, I mean, it's interesting, but like everything, take with a grain of salt. Uh, I I do hope they do more than just 4K. Uh, you know, performance is a big deal, and it's a bigger deal than graphics. You know, you, you if you have a game, and on the, the Switch version, the visuals aren't as good, but it runs at a steady 60 frames per second. I'll take that over the better graphics. <clears throat> and it's, uh, it's interesting when you look at games, uh, and I'm going to use an example from the PlayStation 4, uh, Final Fantasy XIV. 
you know, I play that on PC all the time, but on the, the PS4 version, if you have the PS4 Pro, you can do one of two things. You can have it be better graphics or better frame rate. And it's one of those things with an online game, most people pick the better frame rate. Uh, you can't have both with that. But I'd like to see Nintendo really get back into the competitive nature of, of doing these things. Because like for multi-platform games, if it's something that's not really super stressful, I'll gladly play the Switch version, especially because I play docked. But if it's something that, hey, the Switch version performs like ass and the, the PS4 version performs fantastically, I'm going to play the PS4 version just because I'd rather have that better experience. So I'd like to play everything on Nintendo. Um, they need to make it comparable in that sense. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, there was another event uh, that happened over the last couple of weeks on September uh, 11th. Uh, actually, sorry, September 10th. Um, there was uh, Ubisoft Forward event, and a lot of us uh, kind of speculated, like, are they actually going to focus on anything Nintendo? Well, they did have four games uh, that they did focus on that uh, were were going to be on Nintendo Switch. So, uh, Immortals: Phoenix Rising, uh, which is going to be out on Switch on December third, is an open world third person action adventure game. Uh, also, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the game Complete Edition, is coming back on uh, in the holiday twenty. 2020. Uh, Just Dance 2021, of course, is coming out uh, on November 12th, and Roller Champions is going to be coming out in early 2021, and then that's a multiplayer-only free-to-play roller derby game. Uh, so, uh, yeah, four games from Ubisoft coming over the next uh, couple, next, the next few months at least. Possibly five. Possibly five? What was the fifth yeah, one? Prince of Persia, Sands of Time Remake was listed by a couple retailers for a March release for Switch, like two months later. Um, I don't know. It hasn't been officially announced, but people are now speculating, oh, it's going to hit the Switch just a little bit later. Okay, cool. So possibly five, but definitely four uh, Ubisoft games. Uh, Greg, any any of these really excite you that you're like, yes, I'm so pumped that they're coming to Switch, or, or was this kind of a meh sort of a, a day for you? So I actually did watch the event, and surprisingly, so um, the Immortals, the Phoenix Rising, did seem pretty interesting. I mean, it does seem like it's like that Skyrim, Breath of the Wild type game, and it definitely is something I'm very interested in to see more about it. I mean, I did really like the Greek mythology growing up. Like that was like one of my favorite topics in some of those school classes. So that kind of hits that string right there for me as well. So. That's pretty much the main one I'm looking forward to, and it probably will be end up adding my Christmas list, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Barry, uh, what do you what do you think about all this? Uh, I've I've been excited for Gods and Monsters since it was shown off. Uh, I still was praying the entire time for that Kid Icarus inclusion <laughs> for the for the Switch version. <laughs> still, still, and I'll still stand with the DLC. Um, that game looks incredible. Uh, that is my planned December game. Like after I finish Hyrule Warriors, that is the game I plan to to sink my teeth into. It, it looks just like Breath of the Wild, with some really cool additions and the ability to flight. And I love the whole mythology about it. Just yeah, hook me up. I am ready for that. Um, Scott Pilgrim, I am very excited about that coming back. Ironically, I was actually playing the game the day before this happened. <laughs> um, so. It was kind of funny that that happened. 
But I can't believe Ubisoft is so tone deaf that they're not doing a physical on this. This is the poster child for why games should be physical. And they're bringing it back <laughs> and not making it physical. This is like money left on the table. So I'm praying a limited company, because uh, I know they're all putting their hats, you know, yeah. their, their names in the hat. If only we knew one. Get this. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we're, we're trying. We're trying. Um, we, we'd love to uh, to get that out there physically, because it uh, that game needs... Because it's such a fun game. Uh, just Dance does nothing for me. Uh, roller, in fact, it's just kind of funny that it's the first time I actually only had to buy one Just Dance yeah. game. Is this one it's coming out on Wii as well? No. Do we know? Oh, <laughs> man. That's why I said only one. No Wii, no Wii U purchase this time. Um, the uh, Roller Derby game looks really interesting. I didn't realize that was free to play, but that does look really interesting. As the, They're doing a lot of those free to play, or, or at least those online uh, things that that the last game they showed up that uh, like extreme sports uh, game looked really interesting too. That seems to be the same type of online community. Uh, and then uh, Prince of Persia, I've been a huge fan of Prince of Persia. Uh, it's one of the reasons I'm not a big fan of Assassin's Creed because I killed Prince of Persia. And uh, I uh, I'm happy to see them bring it back. The art style didn't pull me in like the original did, so I'm not terribly a fan of it. But if if this gets us a remake of Warrior Within, Two Thrones, and Forgotten Sands, I'm okay with it. If this brings Prince of Persia back, I'm okay with it. It is really cool that they got the original voice actor the, all these years later coming back. The real question um, so, is, is Jake Gyllenhaal involved? No. Gyllenhaal's not involved. But yeah, I thought this might be. Yes. Uh, I, I thought this was so much better than last presentation. Last presentation, I thought was virtually garbage. Uh, this one was much better. Uh, the, for me, like the biggest like disappointment was the Watchdogs Legion because I feel like that's the same trailer they've shown off like every time they show that game off. Like it's always the same. Like I've seen it enough. You're overkill at this point. Now I don't want to play the game. You, you've killed me with the same marketing. Yeah. But, but we show different people. It doesn't matter. Your message is still the same. Like, we get it. Granny can kick ass. You know? Like, let's move on. Uh, Galen, what do you think about uh, Ubisoft Forward event? Uh, I watched the whole event. Um, there are games? <laughs> <laughs> yes. it's, it's very bittersweet for me right now. Um, there are some games that I would like to be excited about. I really enjoyed the Scott Pilgrim game when it first launched and have been saying for the longest time, I would love to have a physical copy or just a re-released copy on a modern console. So, you know, I've been replaying Castle Crashers recently and uh, Scott Pilgrim falls right into that kind of beat-em-up genre, which you know, get a couple of friends together, be able to play as, you know, Knives and Scott. And yeah, I mean, that sounds like a great time. Um, the bittersweet part of it uh, kind of comes with the more political controversy that's kind of been going on with Ubisoft as a company. So uh, without going into too much detail about that right now, I'm hesitant to get excited about any of these. Mm. 
So yeah, uh, it, it's very, I have mixed feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And so. yeah, I'll just say, uh, because we, we typically don't get into, you know, political stuff or whatever here, but, uh, but the, uh, but the Ubisoft uh, CEO did make a, a statement. Um, and if you do, I want to check that out. That is on, on tindofuse.com. It's on the, our post, um, around that and everything. But, uh, but yeah, that's, it's really unfortunate that a lot of all that stuff's going on. We'll just say, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because it does, uh, it does, you know, crowd out a lot of the, you know, the happier information that we should have about new games and, and things like that. Yeah, and and seeing it involved in the community, it's very heartbreaking in a lot of ways because I have friends and people like that who are very anti-Ubisoft because of what's going on. Um, Barry, you and I had to talk about this on our podcast, you know, Nintendo Everything podcast, you know, check it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but no, I, it's it's very frustrating because while it's so easy to say, you know, down with Ubisoft, <laughs> the bias, a lot of those are developers and programmers who are just trying to get by and make a name for themselves. Okay. And they're the ones who are actively hurt yeah. by not only the fan backlash of what these higher uh, up figures are doing, but also just the fans who are saying, hey, I don't want to buy your game because I don't approve this practice. Yeah. They're it, it's it's very complicated. Yeah, so. right. Right. Yeah, because there's a lot of yeah, the victims are getting in a way victimized again. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> See, that for me, it's one of those things where I know the, what, what occurred was terrible and hopefully it never happens again but I know you're you, by not purchasing uh, you know a game you're punishing a lot more innocent than the very few that are guilty uh, because each of these games take a lot of people to make I mean like th this isn't like an indie studio where it's three guys in a garage like this is you know hundreds of people especially in a studio like Ubisoft uh, and they're relying on that to feed their families and and I've always been the one, you know, controversies suck, but I, I, I've I learned as a child to never cut off my nose despite my own face. Uh, and that's a saying for a reason where I'm going to look at the positive. You know, the, the negatives are always going to be there. You know, this world is an ugly place and games are our escape. And unfortunately, if, if that's something that prevents you from enjoying other people's work that that are completely innocent, um, that uh, I'm sorry for you, and I, I do hope that eventually, over time, you can come back and enjoy that stuff, um, because you know I I don't believe in in punishing the innocent, but I will. Like I said, I'm excited for for the new Gods and Monsters. And, you know, I think it looks right up my alley. It looks like a great game, and I'm sure there are plenty yeah. of people that worked on that that are completely perfectly great people, wonderful people, angels, you know, you know, don't, don't do anything wrong. And, and I, I don't feel right punishing them. I don't know all the guilty parties or where they're exactly located to, to single handed target it. But, but I will, if a game is enjoyable to me, you know, it's one of those where I will, I'm going to play it regardless because life is so short, like stupid short and, and to, to pass up possible enjoyments when you get it. Cause it's few and far between, uh, you know, you just got to try and, Sometimes you got to look past 
or, or, or think about the more positive sides. And I, I hate that we even have to have a conversation like right. this. this. This practice should never happen at all. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm happy that Eve said something, but it also felt very PR. It felt of like course. you have to read Absolutely. the statement, <laughs> you know, and I, ho- I hope some change happens. I hope I hope this isn't forgotten in three months. I really hope change happens um, because it, it has to start. You know, it has to start somewhere. And it's very easy to go. That was a PR thing, Eves. We don't believe you. You know what? Put your money where your mouth is, as I say. Right. And I'd love to see him follow through, uh, especially because I do believe Eves is innocent. You know, a lot of times when you're a CEO or, you know, in charge of a lot of people, you can't police everybody. You can't you know, control everybody. Things are going to unfortunately happen sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. Um, and now you're, you know, you're, you're guilty by not, you know, policing it and stopping something, but it's really hard to stop something you don't know about. You know, you know, if you don't know about something, how can you fix it? So if, as long as he's made aware of it and now is doing something, that's fine on my part because he yeah. can't. I, I don't expect one human to police hundreds upon hundreds of people, especially because Ubisoft is in France, but there's like Ubisoft Montreal, and he obviously can't see both places at the same time. He's human, um, so I, I think like people who are like attacking like him, I think that's a little unfair. Um, let's see how they do. Let's see the reactionary, and then and go from there. Is yeah. my opinion. Yeah, they definitely have some some steps to take for sure, and and they better they better take them. <laughs> We'll see. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, let's move on to uh, something happier. Um, Breaking news. Breaking (laughs) news, everybody. Uh, Nintendo has just announced that uh, the next set of NES and SNES games coming to Switch Online service are uh, are dropping on September 23rd. And it's going to be Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy Kong's Twist, uh, Mario's Super Pitcross, and the Peacekeepers on the SNES and on the NES is going to be Scats. So, uh, I was going to have that so well, and I totally butchered it. <laughs> Scat Special Cybernetic Attack Team. And this is in English. Uh, you guys know how bad I, I butcher Japanese, uh, but this is in English, and I'm still messing up. Uh, but uh, yeah, four new games coming on September 23rd. Uh, just quick around the horn, what do you guys think about this? Any ones that you're you're really, really excited that are coming to the Nintendo online service? Uh, we'll go to you first, Barry. Uh, Mario Picross is, uh, you know, that was Japanese only. I love Picross. I didn't love Picross back in the Super Nintendo days, but now I really love Picross. So that's something I definitely can see myself just relaxing and playing. I'm happy to see DKC2 come out. Um, I really hope this follows through and we get DKC3. I really hope we see that. Uh, Scat is a cool choice too. Um, it's still weird that it's only like just a handful. Uh, still only a four. And usually it was two and two. Now it seems to be three and one. Um, I'd, I'd love to at the, the frequency that they're putting out and yes, they just did Mario all stars as well. So you can kind of group Mario all stars in with this as a fifth game. Uh, I really would like to see them start putting out six, seven games, uh, every time they do, but I'm not going to complain. These are freebies as long as you have the service. And I think that's great that they're still supporting it. It's, it's more stuff to play on the switch. Mine just renewed the other day. So, there you go. <laughs> uh, Galen, what do you think about these, these games? Uh, pit cross is going to be awesome. Uh, I know that uh, Oni is actually absolutely in love with a Pit Cross game, so he's going to be ecstatic to be able to hear about this. Um, with that being said, I never had an SNES when I was a kid. Um, unfortunately, my parents chose Sega, so Sega Channel and Sonic, yay, that lasted. <laughs> <laughs> um, so being able to play Donkey Kong Country is going to be fantastic. So, 
Absolutely. Uh, and you know what? It's you know I, I have a hard time saying no to free games. So. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, Greg. What do you think about these? My, I'm most looking forward to one is definitely DKC2. That's one of my favorite games on the SNES, and I'll be so glad to have it on Switch Online. And I'll most likely will do when my uh, 102 percent uh, clears on it. So nice, nice. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, the one I'm excited about most. Donkey Kong Country is just a fantastic. You know, game and series and everything. Um, Picross, I'm interested to play. I'm hoping I'm probably it's probably not going to happen, but I would love for them to incorporate touchscreen control in it somehow. That'd be great because that's like like you, Barry. Like I did not play Picross back in the day, but what got me into it was on the DS. I'm like, oh, this game is awesome, and it's a perfect game for touchscreen control. Um, <laughs> so, like, if they were somehow enhance it uh, to be able to do, you know, you know, Super Mario Picross on uh, with touchscreen, that'd be fantastic. But probably not going to happen. But uh, you got into it earlier than I did. I was 3DS with uh, Zelda, Twilight Princess, uh, Picross, and Pokemon Picross, which mm -hmm. are free. So I was like, oh, all right, free games, and I'm like, wow, this is so much fun. I love Picross now. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah I did the Zelda one, I think. From like my Nintendo or yeah, Club Nintendo, Nintendo, whatever that last one was. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that was, I might actually be checking that one now because I did like that one that I got. Uh, taking a look at the chat, um, Jakester is so excited because Earthbound's still not on the list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of these days, one of these days. I don't know what's going to get him more excited when I told him I finally beat Torna. Or it when Earthbound gets it uh, announced, it's probably going to be Earthbound. Earthbound will win out, I'm sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, that'd be that'd be an exciting podcast for Jakester. We can finally tell him that Earthbound is on the Switch Online service. Uh, let's just, round. Oh, go ahead. I just hope those DKC games are here to stay because I know they like took them off of the Wii Shop channel mm -hmm. and they disappeared off of the Wii U Shop. So I hope they're just here to stay and they're not going to be like these limited time release like they're having so much fun with the Mario anniversary stuff. So. Yeah. 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 I'm ex actually excited because I only had DKC two on game boy. I did not have it on my SNES. So I got oh. the original game boy or the original one on SNES and got the sequel on game boy. Um, so it'd be cool to actually well, DKL2 have that. Two is a different game. That's true. It's, it's yeah, similar, but it is technically a different game. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, so let's move on to our last big story, and it actually is uh, not exactly Nintendo-related, but it is in a way because it's in the entire industry. Um, but we have gotten some information from Microsoft that Xbox Series X uh, is uh, has its pricing, and then we also have Xbox Series S uh, was announced and has its pricing as well. The Xbox Series X will be $499 at launch, and the Series S is going to be $299 at launch. Uh, so that's a significant price uh, difference there. And um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot more information uh, about all this. Uh, Barry, can you kind of fill us in on, on why why this is so important to, to us uh, Nintendo fans and, and what information we should be gleaning from this these announcements from Microsoft? Well, it's always just as the industry as a whole. It's interesting, you know, not only what Nintendo does, but what the comp you know competition does as well. And Microsoft and Sony have had their stalemate of who's going to reveal price first. And Microsoft was leaked, so they just rolled with it. They just they just kept with it, and so like, here it is. And 
what's interesting is, you know, the S is, you know, a lot of people are excited about the S because it's, it's affordable, $300 for next gen, and it's digital only. Uh, that one is digital only. The Xbox One X is disc-based, and there's a rumored Series V that is going to be an X without a disc drive. This is a rumor. Um, what's cool that I think they're doing is they're doing financing on these systems too. It's like $24.99 a month for 24 months and $34.99 a month for for 24 months. And that's for the, the, the S and the X respectively. But it also gives you Game Pass um, included in that price. So yes, you're going to pay more in the long haul. But I think for like, you know, kids... And even, you know, for, for people who are struggling, especially in 2020 with this whole COVID thing, to be able to say, hey, you know, you can get an S for $24.99 with Game Pass. You make your kids Christmas, make your, you know, family members Christmas. Um, that's really cool, especially because they just announced a partnership with EA and EA's digital service where Game Pass includes the EA service. So you're getting a lot of games uh, if you want to go down that route. But what's also interesting is Sony had revealed that the pre-orders you had to sign up and hopefully you get picked. Microsoft's like none of that. They actually revealed this is the exact date you're going to get the pre-order. And, and that's going to be on September 22nd. So next week, the, the pre-order date, it will go up and uh, you'll be able to get your copy. Uh, I Personally, I'm, I'm not big into Xbox like I was. Like 360 was definitely my system of choice. That generation and my Xbox One, I played a whole eight hours. But for me, the, the most exciting thing about the X is that it's backwards compatible. So you can play all the games that are Xbox 360 and, and all Xbox One games backwards compatible on the one system. So you put the disc in and boom, play. So I like that all-in-one feature. Uh, now, I heard like with the S, if you play Xbox One games on the S, it's not going to natively increase it. Like if it's Xbox One enhanced, some people are not exactly happy about that. Um, and I understand that. But, you know, just I think it's interesting to see how will Nintendo respond to this now that I mean, you know, five, five, $500 isn't terrible for what the X does. It's a very powerful beast. And especially because it's a, almost a four in one system. And that's crazy, a four-in-one system for $500. Um, so I'd like to see how Nintendo responds to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think it's interesting, too, like, there's so many, like, thinking for the industry as a whole, like how, I mean, the the unfortunate thing is that 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 Sony has, like, are, they already put their cards on the table. We already know um, the majority of, you know, what they're putting out there with PS5. But Nintendo, you know, in a way, by holding things back, they could still make changes. And what kind of changes could they be making based on what Microsoft and Sony are doing? You know, going digital uh, only for a smaller, you know, system that's, you know, not as enhanced as the other one. Could they do something like that in the future? Um, could they offer two different versions? Versions like like PlayStation is, you know, with a disc one and a, and a digital only one. Um, could they, you know, have some sort of service like Xbox is, you know, with, uh, you know, having, you know, they don't have their own switch, but now you, you can soon actually, I think it did launch, right? The, the streaming service. So you can now kind of have a, a switch like experience uh, on your mobile phone, as long as it's an Android. Yep. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it, it's interesting where they're going um, for sure. Greg, any, any thoughts about uh, what Microsoft has announced? Yeah, it's definitely, it seems like they're, really know what they're doing i mean they're putting a 
version of next gen out right at the Switch's price. So that's going to be kind of troublesome for Nintendo if they're not going to be able to drop the price or have their own like next gen console. So that could be a pretty uh, competitive holiday season. So obviously the Switch has like the huge catalog of games and that might be an edge over that equal version. But if the more expensive one, the X has all like the complete backwards compatibility, that's Nintendo used to strive for that on Wii and Wii U. And then they kind of dropped all that. So it'd be kind of nice if we got something that could, like you could still play GameCube games and Wii and Wii U and have a cartridge slot for Switch and like 3DS. That'd be incredible, but that's just a pipe dream. So that that is a real pipe dream, especially <laughs> with all the different control functions differently. Yep. Yeah. That's why you shouldn't change your controller every single time around. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a Xbox uh, new controller is basically just added an extra button. That's about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Galen, what are you what are you thinking about uh, all this stuff that Microsoft has announced? Well, I. Uh... Let's see, how, how dramatic do I want to make this? Uh, <clears throat> the die has been cast. The wind is starting to blow, and the ships are sailing out for the war of the consoles. Hey! <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it was an inevitability that it was really this weird kind of time-crunched countdown that was going on between Sony and... Uh, Microsoft, it, it's the weirdest game of chicken that I've ever, you know, passively paid attention to. Um, so it's nice to see that, yeah, okay, at the end of September, we're going to have more information on both of these consoles. Um, I will be completely honest, I am a little bit worried as to the way that the gaming community for a vast majority of gamers how this is going to impact things going forward. Um, because both both Microsoft and Sony have had a very, I almost want to say elitist view on the release of their console, the importance of their own system, and what it's going to mean for gaming going forward. Microsoft has been pushing so hard for, we want to create this games as a service kind of community, we want this system that's going to be able to rival a lot of the PCs that are out there. Whereas on the other end, you've got Sony who's saying, hey, you know what? You have to reserve a spot to maybe pre-order. It's, you're going to be lucky if you can get that going on. Which, it's an answer, but it seems very tone-deaf considering everything else that's kind of going on in the world right now. And... I'm actually not that excited with Sony or with Microsoft coming out with their financing plan for a um, for their console. Like it seems like on paper a good idea, but you know the reality of what their target audience is. You know, primarily teenage to you know early twenty something gamers. You know, people who are just getting an ex- expendable income for the first time that they feel like they can actually blow on this kind of stuff, which they got me with the 360. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> you know, I remember back when I was there. No, anyway, um, but it just, it seems like a very capitalistic evolution of where gaming is going to be. 
And a lot of the problems that I feel we have with the industry is that kind of big name, you know, capitalistic idealism in the, you know, in the industry as a whole. So, you know, it, it, it was inevitable in a lot of ways because when you have a video gaming as a community is now the most profitable um, media out there far surpassing music and movies and everything like that. But it's, it's sad to see that things are going kind of downhill personally for me. Um, and it's a lot harder for me to kind of hold on to that idealism of games are just supposed to be games and games are supposed to be a fun escape. Um, my, my only reprieve from all of this is Nintendo, which Nintendo, it's one of the reasons why I feel passionate enough to, you know, talk about Nintendo, even on a podcast format. By the way, I haven't mentioned it before, uh, Nintendo Everything Pod, uh, every, we have episodes every Sunday. Uh, but, um, no, it, I really want to see what Nintendo does to kind of keep gaming honest uh, that seems like a very weird statement to say, but it's the easiest way that I can think of saying yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. I'm right there with you. And I think I'd, I'd add as well, not only keep it honest, but keep it fun. I, I feel like. Exactly. Like I, I actually, I look at both the, the PS5 and the Xbox series um, that, uh, that is coming out and, and I'm not excited like it doesn't make me, I mean, sure they can push, you know, some better graphics and maybe pushing frame rates and different things. But I'm like, what, what is getting me excited about playing video games again? And, and, and I think yeah. as of right now, Nintendo is the only one that's actually consistently doing that for me. Um, and, and I think that's, that's where it is. It's, it's keeping them at their, at their core of like why we play video games. Um, it's not uh, yeah this elitist thing and everything else that it's that's become like you were talking about. Well, and yeah, I think part of it. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna just chime in. It just kind of reminds me of like when the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One launched. So it was like Xbox One had like that they announced first, and then PlayStation just like ripped them apart. Like, oh well, our system is not gonna be this. It's not gonna be digital only. It's not gonna be DRM. Like all those other things that like. <laughs> They just like shredded them apart, and I think that's why they had this chicken race this time around because Microsoft didn't want to be like, well, if we let the cat out of the bag now, then mm -hmm. Sony can just pull another one on us, and Sony might so feel like, well, we did that to Xbox last time, maybe they're <laughs> gonna get us. And like, <laughs> Sony has always been surprisingly sassy when it comes to their uh, product launches, so <laughs> and arrogance, mm -hmm. yeah, arrogant. a little bit, yeah, so. yeah. Um, <laughs> But no, kind of going back into gaming, uh, about what you were saying about keeping it fun, um, I think about some of the most popular games, but also some of the most uh, profitable games that are out there right now, like Fortnite, Minecraft, things like that. Those are games that don't have a whole lot of demanding specifications. I mean, the fact that I can play both of those on my phone is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um so it's very strange to see both of these companies focusing so heavily on the te technological improvements of their systems where, you know, Nintendo has been more reserved and been holding back on a lot of those and focusing on that innovations. But it seems like 
where Microsoft and Sony are focusing on one side, Nintendo is focusing on the other. I just want to see everybody like find that middle ground there. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, that, that brings us to the end of our uh, big news stories tonight. Uh, we're going to run through some quick headlines tonight because uh, we've already almost hit the two hour mark and uh, we're not done yet. So we're going to I'm just going to run through a quick couple quick things. Uh, all these almost all these are uh, documented on NintendoFuse.com. So you can check out the articles to read more about all these. But I'm just going to hit them real quick. Kind of go around the horn. What's your thoughts uh, in general before we uh, move on to, to our closing uh, comments and everything? Um, but uh, we found out that No More Heroes 3 has been delayed to 2021. Not a big surprise, um, but it yeah. has been confirmed. Uh, CyberConnect 2 is hoping to bring the popular PS2 RPG, the Dot Hack series, to the Nintendo Switch. So they're apparently working on that. Uh, Fortnite uh, Special Edition uh, Switch bundle is coming to Europe, Australia, and New Zealand in October and November. But I don't think anything has been confirmed yet for a North American launch. Uh, correct me if I am wrong, but I think we're still holding out on that. This one actually is uh, includes like special edition like graphics and every or, uh, uh, things on the the Joy-Con and the Joy the actual like dock and things like that. The last one was just kind of a, yeah. a tie-in and that was about it. But this one's like more special edition. Uh, and then uh, Rocket League is going free to play on September 23rd. I'm pretty pumped about that. Lots of new additions to the game uh, with that. And including that uh, you will no longer have to have uh, Nintendo Online service to play uh, Rocket League Online on the Switch. So that's kind of exciting. Uh, Sony presentation is announced uh, for tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, September 16th at 4 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to find out more about the PS5. And also Nintendo Life. Our friends over at Nintendo Life uh, are doing an indie spotlight on September 17th at 5.15 p.m. Eastern time. It's a 30-minute long uh, uh, presentation on unannounced games uh, for, for indie uh, games on the Switch. So that's really exciting that they got that opportunity to do that. So, yeah, what do you guys think about all these kind of uh, just kind of which ones stand out? Which ones you excited about? Which ones you're not so excited about? Uh, Galen, let's go to you first. Uh, first off, no one is surprised by No More Heroes 3. <laughs> just just saying. Like, even they didn't believe that it was going to be coming out this year. <laughs> um, really excited to hear about Dot .hack. Um, that was a PS... I had tons of friends who were super into that series, but they always, like, hoarded all of the games themselves, and they always said, no, don't buy it. I'll let you borrow it when I'm done. Still waiting. <laughs> Still waiting. Um, the only other thing that really kind of strikes out at me is the uh, interesting to see that there's a Fortnite Switch coming out. Um, I took a look at the the designs of it. I don't get Fortnite. I don't get the logos. It, it's just so. It it's a game where you run around and shotgun people in the face. Why are there these <laughs> cute like you know characters all over it? I, it's, I don't get the Fortnite. What's up with this Fortnite? And can, can I do the flosses? <laughs> that's half Am the I game. With the <laughs> like, I'm sorry, that's my old man rant. So. <laughs> get off my lawn. Yeah. Get off my lawn. <laughs> You're blocking up my wifey. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, Barry, what do you what do you think about uh, all these announcements? I'll uh, just run through them quickly in order. Uh, Nowhere in Heroes 3, as Galen said, no surprise it's delayed. It's sad that it's delayed, but 
Um, I'm happy to hear that it's still being worked on. Uh, I just I'm waiting for that announcement of one and two being brought to the Switch to to go with it. Uh, Cyber Connect Two, uh, they're a great developer. I love a lot of their games, and the Dot Hack series is a very special series to me. I fell in love with it back in the PS2 days. I have every incarnation of the anime. I have every book put out. I've read them all. I've got uh, all the different OVAs. I've got all the different releases of the, both the originals and the, the GU games. And I think this was specifically for the GU games. Um, but I would love to see these go to the Switch. These are so much fun. They're, they're mock MMO RPGs. So they play like, like an MMO, but you're completely offline and you like log out of the game and check the message boards and like talk with people, other characters. It's so cool. And it ties in with the, with the series and it is just such a, a cool idea. And, and I would really like to see more love to the series. So absolutely bring them to the switch. Uh, the Fortnite special edition doesn't do anything for me, but I could already hear Hassan doing his pre-order for his uh, Joy-Con. You gotta get the Joy-Con because he loves he loves Fortnite anyway, so it works. Uh, Rocket League free to play, uh, that's awesome. I'm really happy for for those Rocket League players, and I'm happy that that more people might join, especially not having to have Nintendo Switch online. It's one of those games that I've wanted to try. I just never had the time, and I'm kind of scared to get into another online do style it. game because i already played 14 this busy. won't cost I'm you any money with... though it's free. I, I already own it i already own it twice on the switch i own both physical versions of it so you can play it on, on pc for free now and it's a better I experience but <laughs> i i i i've just it's just something that i just didn't have the time for but i'm happy again for all those people um sony announcement of their presentation is right on cue now that microsoft has has ended the game of chicken. Sony's like, all right, now we can finally talk. Uh, that is tomorrow. I am excited to watch that. I'm really interested to see what they bring to the table. There's rumors that Final Fantasy 16 will be shown off, so I really want to see if that's real because uh, I love that series and I hope it's not like 15. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I have, there's like rumors that they're like they're lowering the price to compete and they're not really happy about it. Like they wanted to charge like 600, now they got to lower it to five. So. I'm really kind of interested to see where they go with that. And um, the Indie Spotlight from Nintendo Life for PAX Online. Uh, I, I love Indies. I love these little Indie showcases. Uh, you know, I'm interested to see what games they're going to show off and uh, excited for what, what uh, unannounced games there are because you never know with Indies. You know, you could have a home run or you could have a dud, but there's so many oddball ideas that come out of Indie games. Uh, so I'm really interested to see um, what's going to be shown off, especially because it's only 30 minutes. So it's it's not going to be like that big of a time commitment to watch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Greg, what do you think about all these? Uh, I pretty much didn't have most like comments on a number of them. So like No More Heroes 3, I'd never really played the first two. So obviously like the Sting said game is delayed, but that's just kind of the nature of the business. Um, never had a PS2, so I'd never even know anything about the dot hack series so probably still need a little bit more information or like some trailers to learn more about that um fortnite 
<laughs> yeah, but like when Barry was saying the word, the letters MMO, that was kind of scaring me away because I <laughs> haven't really enjoyed those kinds of the RPG side of it. I well, prefer games just, that have an endpoint. <laughs> oh no, no, this has an endpoint. This is a single-player endpoint. In fact, uh, the the first four games actually tie into each other. They are 100% single-player games. It's a mock MMO. It's like that style. So the combat is like real-time action, and you go back to like the hub worlds and you you talk with other NPCs. But it's 100% a single-player RPG. Yeah, okay. It's like Final Fantasy XII uses an MMO-style battle system, but it's it's not an online game. If you're familiar with the uh, the anime Sword Art Online, it's a very similar concept, where it's all about this video game that your character is in, but you're playing the character that's in the video game, <laughs> and why is my nose bleeding? <laughs> you're, you're you're playing, yeah, you're playing the human playing uh, the character. Yeah, uh, so okay. meta. Hey, is this Inception? Yeah, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I guess they had it first before the movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fortnite had already ranked as like a dud the first time it came out on Switch, so definitely don't really care about the special edition. I know Husband's probably rolling his eyes at that comment as well. <laughs> um Rocket League, I mean, I'd love to maybe I'll have to give it a shot and see. Sure. I know I don't know if Barry's gonna commit even though Steve did you a favor to do turn. Torna, so that's true. Did himself a favor. Yeah, yeah, PS5 is probably not going to really affect me. I haven't really owned any of the PlayStation consoles, so I mean, I might try to look back and see all the stuff compiled together, but nothing really big for me out of that. Um, Pretty surprised to see like Nintendo Life has like a exclusive thing on this to be running a showcase. So that's certainly going to be interesting. I'm always really into the indie games. I've already said how much I like the, the last campfire and ventures of Pip. So definitely looking forward to some more upcoming, uh, indie games. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I think, uh, it's, it's going to be another exciting couple of weeks uh, and, and probably on next podcast, we may be going to close to two hours once again. Um, uh, <laughs> we have like, a lot to talk about again, uh, but which is exciting. <laughs> it's exciting. Cause like for a while we were like, there's nothing going on in the world of video games. And so it's cool that we actually have stuff to talk about again. It's like, oh, here's another Paper Mario interview, and here's another. <laughs> right. Oh, other... right. Big lady. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. Uh, so uh, before we move into our closing uh, conversation, uh, I do want to thank you guys so much for tuning in once again. If you haven't subscribed, if you haven't subscribed, it's like I've never said that before. If you haven't subscribed before, make sure you do that and uh, make sure you hit that bell and the uh, like button here on on YouTube. But if you're listening on your podcast apps afterwards, uh, be sure to hit subscribe there too. But also share this podcast with others uh, that might enjoy it. And uh, while you're at it, share the Nintendo everything podcast um i think we have someone on from that podcast you might know a little little bit about that podcast uh but yeah I, I think it's barry that's barry, <laughs> that's barry. I, I, i've been on three we, times now so. all this time we've had uh, another podcast person I what I had... previous plugs on it. <laughs> uh but yeah make sure that you're uh follow us on social media as well um like i said before uh we're on twitter instagram and uh facebook but also uh we would love to have you guys uh join our discord so we can keep this conversation going between episodes again all those links are going to be in the show notes down below the description on youtube but also uh 
uh, right on the screen uh, for, for you guys as well. Um, love to have you guys join our community. Um, we also have uh, more merch. Uh, we just uh, launched that the other day. I kind of uh, surprised, I think, the rest of our staff that I just uh, kind of quietly uh, worked on the merch again. So we have masks now. Uh, there's a hoodie on there, uh, some other stuff too. So um, not just the t-shirts anymore. You can still get the t-shirts, but we get a lot more stuff on there too, um, even a phone case. So that's kind of cool. So there's rocking the old school t-shirt. Um, actually, the new one just looks just like it. Um, but uh, before we uh, before we wrap up, of course, we're going to talk about what we've been we're looking forward to over the next couple of weeks. But before we get into that specifically, uh, we just want to kind of those of you guys that are watching on YouTube, you'll see us kind of scroll the the upcoming games over the next couple of weeks from Nintendo's website. Uh, just kind of looking over what's going to be coming out over the next couple of weeks before our next episode. Um, of course, a lot of indie games that are going to be on this list. Um, Super Mario 3D All-Stars is, of course, on the list over the next couple weeks, which comes out in just a couple days. Uh, WWE 2K Battlegrounds. I know some people are excited about that. The rest of us are, like, not so excited um, about a cartoony WWE game. But, hey, you know, for some people, they get really excited about that. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, like, there's... There's there's a few games that are coming out. Roller Coaster Tycoon Three uh, Complete Edition is coming. Um, I hope that uh, I, I'm I've kind of written off all those games because of my bad experience with the PS One version of that game. Uh, lost uh, several hours of progress, but we're not going to talk about that right now. Um, yeah. So um, next podcast is on October. Or sorry, September 29th. We're still in September. Uh, so, um, yeah, what, of what's coming out the next couple of weeks, but also maybe some stuff on your backlog. What are you guys looking forward to, to being playing over the next couple of weeks? Uh, Galen, where are you first? Man, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I keep saying that I want to play games. Uh, I've got such a backlog that I got to get through, but then Animal Crossing and Destiny <laughs> keep popping up and I can't, I think I get out and then it pulls me back in. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, maybe I'm going to go ahead and put this down. Oh, Halloween event. That's a thing. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so true. So, so probably lots more Animal Crossing and, and Destiny. Huh? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so, although, like I said before, I'm really enjoying Spirit Fair, so I'm hoping to finish that game up soon. Nice. Nice. Greg, how about you? Well, probably dipping into Mario 3D All-Stars and um, also probably continuing on with uh, Adventures of Pip, Animal Crossing, the usual. Um, Hopefully get more Origami King time in because I didn't have it on this last two weeks. So hope to really continue on with that. Nice. Nice. Barry, how about you? I finally have a two-day break, uh, depending on if if I really go crazy with uh, Golden Abyss or not. So... uh, I'm going to take it easy and do some work around the house for that time because the 18th is going to be uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, which I plan to jump into. But I don't get to jump into it for terribly long because uh, the end of this month has Cold Steel 4. So that is absolutely going to pull me, uh, regardless of where I'm at, at with Mario. Uh, I was looking at the list. Um, one game I'm excited to see, and I, I won't be getting it right now because it's digital, but I'm excited to see Bacon Man on there. And I'm excited to see that because I first saw that at uh, Play NYC. 
Um, so I actually got to sit and talk with the developer a bit and, and check out the game in its earliest stages. So I'm happy to see it not only finally complete, but also uh, join the Switch. I think that's just awesome. So um, congratulations to getting that game, you know, fully published. But uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a fun fun time. I might play a little Tin and Kuna, which just mm-hmm. came out as well. Uh, that that looks really cute. Uh, it depends on how fast I go through the Mario games before Cold Steel, because I don't want to really start a game two days before I know Mario's there. So it's like just Animal Crossing. Uh, stuff and you might reminded me of the Halloween event like oh great October I'm totally gonna have to do stuff there uh, for that but yeah it's uh, mainly that yeah cool uh, Jakester says in the chat that he's hoping Amazon does send him a copy of Mario but uh, we'll see um, yeah it's true we didn't even talk about all the canceled yeah. and delayed or whatever uh, pre-orders uh, so yeah I've got mine pre-ordered we'll see what happens uh, Greg's guaranteed because he's got a digital pre-order but through but uh, those of us that got physical ones, we hope that they work out. Um, we'll see, I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm going to be playing. Uh, definitely, I'm, I'm excited about the the Rocket League updates and and things too. Um, some of the other things that are that are coming in the game with all those with the free to play and all the the cross platform stuff. That's like Epic's like fully taking over now, and so they're going to like allow us to um, share. Uh, your progress between systems and everything too. So I'm excited about, you know, taking all my progress from switch and actually then playing on my Xbox. Cause I prefer playing on Xbox, but I just have more progress on the switch. So now that I can actually just bring that stuff over and it synchronizes and everything. So that'd be fun. Um, I'm going to be hopefully jumping into Evergate. I bought it like the day that it came out and I uh, haven't touched it yet. So I am excited about playing it, but I just haven't done it yet. And then I did pick up a, a free game on the, the eShop the other day. I think it was temporarily free. I don't know if it still is or not called Swaps and Traps. Um, but I was like, hey, it's free. Why not just go ahead and download it uh, right now? So maybe I'll play that before the next podcast as well. But of course, I'll, I'll be getting, uh, hopefully getting <laughs> Super Mario 3D All-Stars and, and playing through some of that. Fun fact uh, is that I've never owned Super Mario 64, the original one. I have the 64 DS or Super Mario Sunshine. I've played both of the games. I played them both, um, but I never actually owned them for whatever reason. Um, of the three, the only one that I actually own is is Galaxy. Um, I have I have 64 DS, but but yeah, I didn't have the original one. Well, you're in for a treat. <laughs> I know. Like I said, I've played them. I played all of them, but yeah, never Did owned you them. 100% them all. Oh, no. I rarely find the time to 100% games. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to do Sunshine, but I'll definitely be doing 64 and most likely Galaxy. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about. I think I'm mostly excited <laughs> about Sunshine um, because it's the game that I probably played the least of um, of the three. So um, I'll probably I'll probably jump on that first. But. Well, thanks, Galen, so much for for being here on the podcast. Uh, where can people find you? Because I hear you also have a podcast. Yeah, I, you might not have heard about it before. We're a small podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you can catch us our, on the Nintendo Everything podcast. Um, episodes go live every Sunday. Uh, all of your you know, podcast listening platforms, we have it on YouTube, we have it on Stitcher, we have it on Spotify, you know, Google Play, iTunes, Alexa. <laughs> I think I can get it on a toaster. I think I did that once. <laughs> nice. So. Probably get it in a refrigerator, too. 
Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, thanks so much for, for joining us tonight. Um, as far as stuff that we have upcoming, uh, I know just for Nintendo Fuse, uh, be be staying tuned to our, our YouTube channel because we have uh, at least two videos going live later this week. In addition to the podcast tonight, we have um, some game, gameplay of The Last Campfire. Uh, Jeremy um, uh, did some gameplay for The Last Campfire. The Last Campfire on Switch, and so that's going to be going live really soon. And then Barry had an interview. Uh, you want to tell about your interview with, um, I am blanking on his name right now. Uh, shoot, John. John is his name. John Rue. Um, and so, yeah, uh, you got that coming up, but I know you've got some other stuff coming up as well, so you want to talk about that? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah uh, really cool industry talk with John Rue. He uh, is an independent game developer and uh, literally just decided to I can do video games. Let me do that. And uh, he's a really cool story. And what he put out is a, not only a really cool game, but uh, something you don't usually see, especially from an independent one-person really team for the most part. I mean, you've got a couple little helpers, but but for the most part, it's been him. Uh, and I don't want to spoil it because it's a really cool story, and I, I, I'm going to butcher it. It's better to hear it from his voice. Uh, I also just did a industry talk yesterday uh, with uh, another developer, and I have another one tomorrow. Oh, to keep it busy, Barry. But, <laughs> but with uh, with an Australian company. Uh, so this time I'm doing this tomorrow at like eight o'clock at night, just because it was either that or eight o'clock in the morning. I'm like, no, I'd rather do it at night. I'll do your morning time. Uh, so yeah, yep. I'm I'm just hey, if people want to talk, and you know, I'm always there to uh, to uh, hear them and and let their stories be told. Uh, it's one of my favorite things to do. So yeah, keeping you busy, but you know, providing great content for Nintendo Fuse. For sure, for sure. Greg, anything uh, coming up you want to plug or talk about? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Maybe I just need to start a start my own uh, uh, streaming thing or something. I don't know. Do something. <laughs> just like I know, like I don't have a whole lot myself. I just do all Barry's work for him. So. <laughs> You got you have the easier I mean, I did. job. <laughs> I, I, I actually did I look at my Wii U, but that's gonna be kind of fun. Nice, nice. <laughs> I got mine. I, I I need to get back to to playing a couple games on there, but they're bringing more and more over them on a Switch, so maybe there's less and less reason to actually boot up the Wii U, except for all my progress. But also, uh, I've never been able to play Zombie U on another system and had mm. quite that experience as on the Wii U. So there gotcha. there is that. There is true, and you can still got the 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 Mario or what was it? Super Nintendo land. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, such a great experience. Game, Game of Wario. Yeah. yeah. And Star Fox zero. Oh, no, 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 no. Just skip over that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, like we said, uh, we are coming back on September 29th. So two weeks from today, we'll have our next podcast, uh, episode 207. Uh, but uh, yeah, until then, make sure you uh, you can listen to back episodes and share this with all your friends and be looking to our Nintendo Fuse YouTube account uh, so that you can uh, see all the upcoming interviews that Barry's doing and gameplay videos and all this stuff like that. And be sure to check out the Nintendo Everything podcast as well. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for, for being with us tonight. Happy gaming, everybody. Have a good Happy one. Happy gaming. <laughs>